Cradoline Network. Hail, Star Troopers! Conrad here, and welcome to the Space Spinner Star Lordathon. The Star Lordathon took place over July 25 and 26, 2020, and had guests from all over the world. Due to popular demand, I'm releasing it here on the podcast feed in four-issue chunks over the next few weeks. Tune in every Wednesday to hear Conrad and Fox grow progressively more tired as we talk about classic UK comics action. If you want to follow along with the stream visually, I'd heartily recommend checking out our YouTube page, which I'll link in the show notes. And we'll soon have the episodes we're covering today uploaded to it, so you can see all the comics we're talking about, as well as my smiling face. If you'd like to support the show, please check out the Patreon page of our podcast network, Cradoline, at patreon.com slash There's a variety of rewards for pledging, including a ton of yet-to-be-released content and exclusive episodes covering modern 2000 AD. Check it out and enjoy the Star Lordathon! Keep watching the skies! Hail, Star Troopers! My name is Conrad alongside... My name is Conrad alongside my friend Fox. This is the 13th hour of the Space Spinner Star Lordathon, a live stream. Yeah, where two Americans discuss the UK sci-fi comic Star Lord one issue at a time. It's 4 p.m. in the City of Angels. It is 1.18 a.m. in the city of Not There. Ooh. And oh my God, how are 12 people still online? Come on. It's a good time. I'm so proud of This hour we're covering Star-Lord issue 12, cover date July 28th, 1978. And this episode, Mind Wars, heads into the blue. There's no love for lounge singers and robusters. Everybody wants a piece of the strontium dogs. And it's getting hot in Timequake. Is it fucked up that, like, while I can enjoy uh, Mickey Blue Eyes, that I think that lounge singing is some of the most, like, just, I I would never pay for that? I mean, I think you can have specific acts and stuff like that. I wouldn't worry about it too much, to be honest. I would pay to see a robot with a double-clasped cape sing about murder in a lounge singer accent. How about someone who's pretending to be a robot do that? Is he wearing tidy whities Probably. Uh, then no. Fair enough. So uh, you'll find the comics we're covering today in Strontium Dog, SE Issue Files 1, Robusters Volume 1, The Judge Red Magazine, Issues 408 and 409. And we start off with the cover of Issue 12 here. Experience, it's real meaty. Yeah, Experience Body Shock. So you get a very 1978-looking dude with all the characters from these stories appearing on his body here. Real gross. There <laughs> is one thing I do not want is a bunch of people faces in my meat. It's okay. R.F.I. Brian mm-hmm. Lewis, who also did issue eight. I love you. I like, you know, you got like your Ardini here. You got some alien dudes. Uh, you got your Hammerstein. You got your Quartz Strontium dog. There's all an these anchor guys. with a sailor lady and maybe like a mermaid. You know, he's really trying to show his uh, big sailor here. energy. Hey, even uh, Planet of the Damned, even though that's over. Good times. No swastikas, though. Real proud of him. I mean, you know, who's to say what's on his back or something like that? Oh, come on. But that let's uh, uh, move on to brighter things like Blueprint 1, Mind Wars. 
I'm really loving her Enya energy at the bottom of the comic here. Oh, yeah. She's got that fur coat. Kind of sail away. Sail away, sail away, sail away. Absolutely. Script by Alan. My brother's not incesting with me. (laughs) Script Alan Hebden. Art has those Hazy's Redondo lettering Tom frame. In the spaceport into bed. By Tommy Boy. Yeah. Arlen's funeral is taking place. They shoot his body into space, as you do. They got a big, they got a big, they got a big corpse cannon to shoot the body in here. <laughs> I was about to say the same thing. Pretty solid. You got a corpse cannon, a motherfucker into space. Do you know what I'm upset by uh, with the whole corpse cannon thing? It it's not as big as even the largest ship that they have docked there. It's purpose. I want built. a corpse cannon to be huge. It has to be massive. You got to shoot off multiple. Listen, if it's just for one corpse, yeah, you're not making your money back on that shot. You, you know, you schedule one's funeral an hour, buddy. It's you got to do back. multiple corpse shots an hour. No shotgun approach. You can't shotgun a funeral. It's got to be solemn, man. Come on, here. You know I this know. stuff. You're you're right. It's a shotgun wedding, not a shotgun funeral. Exactly. Yeah, shotguns lead to funerals, but that's not how you have the funeral. It's a nice day for a white wedding. <laughs> Our Denny swears revenge to avenge her brother against the juggler. The funerals broadcast all over space, even on the juggler home world. They- yeah, subspace is real good to get everybody into your uh, propaganda. Absolutely. Incest propaganda. Mm. They've lost control of our Denny, but New Wrath, uh, Narutha can't let it go. She must die, and it'll be done by turning her against herself. The mind war has begun once more. Oh, man. I hope that she gets the shoulder dragon, and shoulder dragon is okay, but everybody else dies. You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah, it's a good thought for sure. After the funeral, Dr. Varn goes... um, Goes to see Ardenny about, about the information she might have gained about the Juggler homeworld, but she tells him to go to hell. I mean, listen, man. The secret is they've got buttons, and those buttons do a magic or radiation science. Yeah, but they're sort of wondering where those buttons might be located because it's very mysterious. Yeah, at the home planet. Hello. I don't know where that is. Dumb questions. Fair. She goes to claim a ship. The Vegan Bell over this one's here. mine. It could be pronounced Vegan Bell, but I'm pretty sure it's vegan just because of I the mean, time they schedule all, here. They only eat hemp on that ship. Fair enough. Um, it's Doctor Varn's ship, but Yo, but uh, but uh, Yose just sort of knocks knocks him over. It's like it's our ship now. Get out of here. Listen, bitch. We're gonna make some like uh, squares in space, and we're gonna uh, time needle the fuck out of getting there. Definitely. <laughs> uh, Yosei offers to come along. Ardeni accepts, shielding Yosei and dropping all the nearby goons as they sort of pile aboard their ship. They take off. Everyone decides to just let them go. They must be doing something. As they fly out, they swing by a Gardulant ship piloted by someone named Cola Jasmine. And they take part in our old alien buddy. So many Colas. Yeah, well, I mean, it's the same alien race, I guess. Well, I mean, this one's with a hint of Jasmine. Exactly. And they check out Kola Rashnik's uh, wake, I guess, and he, as he lies in state. It seems he left um, orders to assist them in finding the Green Star, but it seems only Lenarthian traders know about it. So this new Kola shows... Whoa. Shows them whoa. where to go in the chaotic blue drift zone. Is it weird that during his wake that people don't fight? 
Like, is that the time that no one fights? It's only when you meet someone for that's the first a, time? Th- that's Lenarthians, all right? Oh, this right. is a whole different sure. um, 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 uh, alien race here. Right. Cola, cola culture. Yeah, yeah. It's a little different. Um, you know, it's all made up, whatever. Um, <laughs> um, the blue drift zone's really chaotic. It's hard to get through, but Yose gets, you know, they tell him how to do it. We got to get to this anal bead culture. <laughs> Something. Got to check out these Lenarthians. Um, as they do they head out but several juggler ships are waiting for them under orders from Naruto they attack the Gradulin ship causing Ardeni to jump into action with her psychic powers but all that's part of the plan buddy Naruto uh. has a mind cap ba- uh, placed on the head of my fave Cleefang and his, oh, yeah. and this murder shoulder dragon's feral emanations are beamed straight to Ardeni <laughs> Tiny dragon energy. You're killing me. Get out of my head. Stop making me want to eat piranhas. Next time, they're headed for the heart of the sun. Hungry, hungry for piranhas. Listen, I'm going to eat these murder fish. But good times. I'm real excited. We're sort of, again, at the start of this next phase. I love that they're actually using Klee Fang as more of a consequence and actually getting them in on the uh, stopping our Denny action. That's pretty fun. I mean, I think the low play was not really, like, overplaying the shoulder dragon. But the shoulder dragon, if I could imagine how this would be in my perfect 1970s reality, Mm -hmm. he's the actual uh, deep thought against all of this. behind the throne. I see how it is. Exactly. He's he's the claw, and everybody else is the cat. Ooh. But does the cat eat the cream? Da, 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 we'll da, find da, out. Inspector Gadget. Da, 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 da. He's a shoulder dragon. Whoa. All right. Hey, speaking of uh, people with strange sidekicks, Fox, let's go oh, no. to Blueprint 2 Robusters. Everybody's smoking cigars except for the man without a mouth. But he has five fucking phones in his chest. Yeah, always. Script Pat Mills, art Carlos Pino, lettering John Aldrich. Let's all show the, some bones. Yeah. All the uh, robot manufacturers are brainstorming ways to make people not fear robots when a bunch of killed crazy robots come bursting in. They uh, Just the Asimov's first rule, I feel like, would fix all of this. Like, oh, should we do that? Nah. That's not – I mean, that's not just not how these guys work. They kill at least one industrialist and then the others, including Howard Quartz, go to hide in the next room. Where are Rojaws and Hammerstein? And Hammerstein is, of course, lamenting that he's killed his own best friend. It's very so, sad. I mean, you're just describing, like, the first, like, two-thirds of Monopoly. How many – I don't know if there's a lot of some, friends being killed. And, and Magnate dies, and no one cares, but some robots carry him off. <laughs> you have a cool version of Monopoly, I think. Oh, dude, you got to play Monopoly with me sometime. Okay. Um, but anyway, uh, he's bummed, but Half Tough has a plan. It's to use ha- Hammerstein's power supply to jumpstart Rojas. It doesn't Hell work. Yeah. And so they start calling dibs on Rojas' spare parts. And that's what wakes his ass up. Yeah, he comes back alive. And listen, we're going to take these guys out. And he is. Ready to eat all their garbage. Yeah, but first they got to save the human masters. That's how it goes. Yeah, you know, slave race, you know. 
Yeah, luckily Half Tough knows a way there. Um, they head outside the hotel, which it seems uh, Half Tough helped build. So he knows all the ins and outs. Things are looking are rough. Yeah, that's what he says. I know every square inch of this place from my days in the Robo Construction Gangs. No, don't be a fucking context-sensitive droid. He just he knows the things that he knows. That makes buddy. you a red shirt. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> um. Sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just. Oh uh, yeah, things are looking Fox. rough for the masters until the uh, robots come to save them through the airlock. Um, the uh, the boss of British Laybot for saving him says, "I'll give you a thousand spare arms. You'll be fine, buddy." <laughs> you can't put a thousand spare arms on such a short robot. <laughs> yeah, but Half Tough is tired of being servile. He makes the boss. He's accepting his handicapable life. Yeah, but he also makes the boss kiss his feet in uh, recognition of saving him. Good times. I mean, lick your boots. Yeah, the Humes, the, the, the Humes get into vac suits and make a dash to the ship hangar. They form a cordon around the Robuster ship, and everybody gets aboard. But Half Tough is losing power, and before he can get aboard, he is destroyed by these evil murder bots. Well, thank God that we don't have to deal with him anymore. But also, let's light a cigar and whatever. Yeah, they go to fly off, but as they do, Quake-a-mass sees them do it. Luckily, it's time for a crab spider bot to get real, real. Well, he's not looking for them. He completely bypasses some good times. And we see the humans that were passing as Rex and Silver Lady are toasting their sabotage of the robot nightclub industry. Yeah, hell well, yeah. Yeah. But listen, they don't get to enjoy their ill-gotten gains because Quaker Mass grabs them and destroys them all. I mean, they get spaced real quick. I love how they look like these. Uh, it's, you know, those um, uh, wooden dolls that, that artists use to kind of do the posing sure. kind of thing? Yeah. That's what he looks like as he's flying out. <laughs> he looks like a dingus. Could be. Could be. But yeah, uh, so he destroys them. The Robusters leave as the cops show up to quell the riots. Or to quell the, to quell the kill bots, I guess I should say. As a reward for saving them, these bots will be repaired. You get four hours of rest and relaxation. Good times. What is rest and relaxation for robots? I guess sort of sitting around, maybe reading like a, a robot magazine or something like that. That seems See, great. that's... I mean, Lieutenant Commander Data, he paints paintings and he has Jordy come by and just like kind of tell him like, let's let's try to do something, uh, whatever, you know, they're not Pinocchioing their way through this thing. He's probably just eating garbage because they're programmed to eat garbage. Oh, man. Sheridan suggests that they get oil baths and that could be true as well. <laughs> well, actually, honestly, I mean, C-3PO. The greatest actor that has ever lived because he will tell you that every time in anything that he's in how great c-3po was i mean he got that one bath and he said some stuff in that one movie that's true yeah so there we go um and anyway uh in the cargo hold rojas talks about the long game basically if humans keep building robots eventually it only makes sense that the bots will take over and the real robot revolution will be a quiet one but an inevitable mm, one uh, it's not going to be a quiet one but they are going to get gold plates that's exciting next up I'm we so got an excited. ad for a uh, free action man outfit when you buy a toy a toy fire truck no wait wait, 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 wait sorry 
backwards. When you buy an Action Man outfit, you can get a toy fire truck. Good time. Bitch, that fire truck is what I want, and I don't give a singular shit about the anything fire truck, whatever. I bet there's a button, and when you hold it down, it makes a siren sound, and you can drive it around. You can smash it into other shit. You're going to be on your outside. Man, I'm so into this fire truck. I love fire trucks. It says it does have flashing lights and a working siren, so that seems pretty solid, Fox. So, so in the 90s, what that meant is you hold it down and you annoy the shit out of people as long as you hold it down. Yeah. Back in the 90s, I had a very annoying toy. Anyway, oh, that takes us to oh, Blueprint oh, oh. 3, Strontium No. It's time to record some murders on my helmet. Script robot John Wagner is TV Grover. Art robot Carlos Escara. Letting robot Peter Knight. On the planet Paprika and the Spice System, a man is on the run. So, so small asterisk. Mm. Do you know? Uh, so you know bell peppers, right? Sure. They call them paprika here. Paprika. Whoa. Weird. What do they call That's paprika? Well, paprika spice. Royale with spice. Oh, Royale with spice. <laughs> <laughs> That's that was a weird thing for me to get over. That yeah. and pineapples being called ananas. Ooh, yeah, we've talked about this. They're everywhere. It's everywhere but English. Ananas is the most sexy way to call a pineapple. Could be. Because you know where you want to put it. In your mouth and elsewhere. Fair. So this guy's on the run. Um, He's being chased by Johnny Alpha as he passes some dudes in bathtubs. He's here to take... um, Johnny Alpha's after this guy, Spyro. But Spyro's running. So uh, He's freeing all these dragons with his rubies and shit. You cannot do that without a permit. Oh, man. You got these old video... (laughs) These crazy video games. But... In the end, when he tries to run, uh, he goes into the sauna and Wolf is waiting for him, <laughs> knocks him down. This guy's all all washed up as he gets knocked into a bathtub and arrested. Listen, Nords know how to deal with the sauna. Sure. They'll, they'll make you pass out. Yeah. Just on looks alone. <laughs> they lead the fugitive away as the town folks as the townsfolk shout insults. It's five oh, yeah, days no. until the next shuttle off planet, so the dogs take Spirit to the police office to store in the jail. Oh, let me imagine. Some people are going to fuck, fuck with them because there's some time left. Absolutely. It's a pre-Saint 36 or whatever. Yeah. Uh, quietly, at Spiro asks the sheriff to help him escape, and the lawman agrees, but, you know, play it cool. Um, the sheriff then goes to Johnny and Wolf and tells him about a bounty for a man named Billy Joe, worth 50,000 creds. But the guys aren't interested. They already got their money. Monster Ball wasn't a great movie, so, you know, we got to bring him in. Billy Bob, I think. Uh, you know, Billy Joel, Billy Bob. Billy <laughs> Listen, Joel. this is I, I'm the piano man or arrest I'm him. the Monster Ball boy. Yeah, we didn't start the fire, but new dogs will arrest you for it. Oh, wow. <laughs> Um, Just all. <laughs> yeah, they, they lay in for the big wait when suddenly a kid shows up and shoots Johnny with a toy gun. No worries. Come on now. But then later, a posse of no good youths show up and also call oh, out good Johnny. Mix, thank you. Johnny doesn't want to do a lot of violence, so instead he takes a coin, throws it in the air. But instead of like shooting it or doing something cool, he shoots their holstered guns, destroy them on their hips. And like, they, they turn into gunk. Their holsters yeah. turn into gunk. Powerful laser blasts, Fox. I mean, listen, is that a is that a number one cartridge? How would we know? Mm, but with constant... person, woman, man, camera, TV. 
Yeah, okay. Um, Sorry. Losing, losing its allure for me. I don't know. Oh, no. That's how I'm keeping my sanity. <laughs> so uh, with these constant bothers, Johnny and Wolf just decide to go after this damn bounty just to pass the time, you know, to go after Billy Shit. Joe here. What else are you going to do? Yeah. They hop on their hover bikes and head out. And that guy Spiro's free because Billy Joe loves killing strontium dogs. Well, sounds like a crooked ass policeman. Yeah. Next time, Alpha's dead. Yeah, that's wrong. No, he's not. Nope. Nope. I have it on good authority. Yeah, given we that know, I live in we, the future. You know that when I'm he dies, for sure. I'm but. not no butterfly effect punked uh, mm. based uh, TV show ass uh, podcast man. Yep. So, don't fuck with the past. Definitely not. So, this takes us to. Too Some many words. More yeah, letters. Star Troopers. Words. Yeah. Got some stamps. Letter of the week is, a, is this designed <laughs> for a uh, laser blaster. I I will say that I like this giant. I, I mean, they call it a heavy laser, but it looks like a, you know, a very comfortable seat with a howitzer in front. I mean, everything is a comfortable seat if you really be comfortable enough with the weapon of death before you. There's also <laughs> a uh, quiz for laser specialists. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to do that. Yep, that's fine. And uh, yeah, good time. So let's continue on to our final thrill. Blueprint 4, Time Quake. Can you imagine that we are about to Time Quake? Yeah, I mean we've done it a couple is it times. A, is it like a is it like a five? Is it like a like a six point two? On the Richter scale, you're asking the time uh, no, Richter scale. No, on the time Richter scale because that's a different Richter. Time Richter and Richter are different people. I have no standard for the time Richter scale. I don't know. Uh, it goes up. It goes up to uh, like a hundred, mm-hmm. but a hundred is like you know too many Nazis. Oh, whoa, too many. I, I mean, know. So like one Nazi, because for me, one is is too many. All right. I got an anti-Nazi stance. When when you go up to 100, it is like, all right, you you could throw out like a house party and too many people might show up. Uh Let's say this is the conundrum. But in the 100 Richter scale, your house is made of Nazis. Your food is made of Nazis. All the people who came are Nazis. All the people outside the cars, the street are Nazis. It's just too many Nazis. The whole world is Nazis. So like a Soylent swastika, like it's made of Nazis? But everything is made of swastikas. Whoa, that's crazy. All right. I know. That's too many swastikas. That's Absolutely. Fox, I am I am literally dying right now. So let's, oh, I'm, let's power I'm, through. I'm, I know. You need that break, buddy. <laughs> uh, script, I, Metal, Art, Megalinus, Salinas, Lettering, Peter Knight. There's only one Those way to words. end this time quake, Fox, and that's to jump in this volcano. Um, <sighs> Whatever. Vinda has a plan for it, apparently, which will stop these time-traveling Aztecs from conquering the future. <sighs> so Vinda tosses Blocker in, and he has to hit his time strap just in time. He jumps ahead 500 years. The, 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 it should have just been about jumping in the volcano, and it would have been great. But instead, they just rubbed one out in front of us. Using the time thing. He's Whatever. In, I'm not going to interrupt you anymore. He's in 1992. The volcano's gone out. He lands in a big puddle. And we see a big old sci-fi Aztec city. There's only one thing to do now, and that's hit the strap to go back to 1492. He does. And everybody seems convinced that he survived being tossed into the volcano. Good times. Um, 
uh, everyone mostly seems convinced, but this chef has – or chief, Boyardee. I should say, has one last oh, it's, request. It's Chef Boyardee. Yeah. Blocker must marry the goddess uh, Kotalikalu, which is or not a real Aztec goddess. A bunch of cans of bad soup. Yeah. They carry him off to be cleansed for the goddess, but it seems that to be married, you do have to be quartered and your heart cut out, which is pretty bad times. So, man, your heart gets replaced with a can of Chef Boyardee. It's fine. Ooh. I know. You can choose, too. It could be ravioli. It could be alphabet. Like, there's tons of choices. I want the shape of whatever kids movie is popular in theaters right now, Fox. Oh, that's going to be like some, some Minecraft or some weird, like, I want like a shark like a, tr- a or... Trolls 2. Um, oh, no, because no, because you want that Trolls 2 that you and I know. There is literally a Trolls like the Troll dolls that we grew up with. Yeah, there was a Trolls movie. Yes, yeah, I'm talking about. They're going on a Mystic Quest for music or something. Um, Fuck Justin you. Timberlake's involved. Fuck you, you're lying, and I will not let that happen to you. We are just putting alphabet soup in your heart. Fair enough. Um, yeah. So listen. The uh, time troopers are kind of at a loss, I guess, to save the future. We're just going to have to let them kill Blocker. That's a bummer. Yeah, well, that's fine. Blocker's brought to a statue of the goddess. He's offered some wine and told that his heart's going to be cut out. He yeah, doesn't take get, it well. Do no, get drunk and then get your heart cut out. That's rad. Quetzalcoatl is going to, like, bathe in your blood and get reborn. Shit's going to be great. And then they get some spaceships that shoot uh, a bunch of shit in the future. Yep. Um... But suddenly he has a plan. He uh, pushes, he rushes. Yeah, Vindo. shoves a sandwich in someone's mouth. I yeah, get it. God grabs his head. He guarantees he'll solve this problem if they let him live. Later, dressed in a leopard skin to uh, be brought to the goddess. Oh, I think that's further down. Yes. Yeah, be whatever. Brought to the goddess. Um, but it, that uh, monster then starts to talk. Oh, no. Ooh, it's very scary. Whole lot of stuff. I mean, you know. Fooled by the uh, ruse, obviously performed by Susie, because she's got the uh, voice throne powers. Uh, oh, my Blocker, God. Susie is actually the Spaniards that come and destroy the entire Aztec Empire in order on. to save Blocker. Hold on, I, buddy. And I'm calling it. Um, I mean, okay, well, blah. Uh, Blocker runs the sanctuary of the goddess, Sorry. knocks out Quex, uh, uh, puts a time strap on him. They warp three, 32 years in the future where they arrive Very in the intimate. middle of a big fight between the Aztecs and the Conquistadors. But the Conquistadors this time oh, are losing. I, I, I meant that as a fucking joke. Oh, well, because they have spaceships now. Yeah, they're having, they're having a bad time, buddy. Oh, no, fuck them. They did horrible things to, like, yeah. the, the South American people. I don't feel too bad, for sure. No. Listen, man, uh, if there's one thing I can tell you, I never roll Spain uh, when I play uh, Civ Six or fair Civ enough. Five. Yeah, fair enough. Listen, anyway, uh, next time on Time she Quake. She is Cortez. By Tlaloc, the dead are rising. Oh, man, please tell me she resurrects a bunch of Spaniards to then have an undead battle with <laughs> Probably. After I mean, some ads good. that we pretty much see before, what's happening next week and then the Cursed Earth, there's also a big um, <sighs> regimental God. attack ship. Just another one of these fake uh, models of sci-fi stuff Whatever. related to Star-Lord or Wait. even stealth-fed uh, guys. Wait, where is the – so I'm guessing the capsule's on top then. I think the whole thing could be the troop ship. I don't know. Well, so you, so 
if if you're so the reason they build ships like this is that they're in compartments, right? So like the bottom is Maybe. it has a bunch of gas and it shoots off. And then once it passed, it's past a certain point that drops off. And then there's more shit like in the secondary compartment, kind of in the middle. Yeah. And then you get a little bit more. But the whole reason they have like glass or reinforced glass at the top is so people kind of like, I mean, there's people at the top. They can't mm. see where they're going because they don't have, you know, Star Trek fucking magic. Maybe they got periscopes or something. It's hard to tell. Anyway. You know what? Space periscopes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen to Conrad. Fox, what's your top and bottom thrills for this? Star-Lord number 12. <sighs> All right. Uh, I will be fast because we need to. Bottom, Jesus Christ. I guess. I'm going to be I, like, I have to say Mind Wars this time. I. Okay. Yeah. I, do what you feel I, like. I, I actually. So. Again, there is nothing in Star-Lord that I don't like. Um, I want her brother there and not like I know that some uh, there's enough that happens within uh, text, but not a lot that happens within like show me things blowing up. Whereas like with Robusters, it's weird and it's stupid with. Like Johnny Alpha, you're you're like tossing coins to see whether or not you're going to melt some kids belts with time quake. Thank God there's no more Nazis and time quake is my top because, oh, my God. Oh, you're liking these Aztecs? It's not just that I like the Aztecs. It's not ancient aliens Aztecs, if you know what I mean. Mm. I don't. I don't yeah. know if you've watched some of the the like kind of fallout from ancient aliens being a thing, I mean, but it's I, all coming from like kind of a nasty place. These dudes are like, nah, man, we're gonna sacrifice your ass. You want to know why? Our spaceships are gonna be totally dope. Guess what happens? We're going into the future, and I'm. <laughs> Even though we send all these things into the future, you're going to dress up in a Jaguar suit and punch a dude. I mean, this is still 1492 when he's putting on the Jaguar suit. Yeah, and stuff. Columbus sailed the ocean blue. Indeed. Um, I mean, I'll I, say... I, oh, Jaguar suit's a big thing for me. That's all. It's yeah. like big PJs. So uh, I love I love that. And uh, Mind Wars, I, I want to love it right now, but I know what's or what could potentially come. Conrad, I'm done. Let's get done with this. Top and bottom blueprints. I'm walking away. Oh, man. Um, I will say I um, I do just kind of like the space conquering Aztecs. Just from uh, just because, like, it really reminds me of this uh, Crusader Kings two expansion, Ooh. the uh, the Sunset Invasion, which is sort of like where towards the end of the Middle Ages, what if the uh, what if a bunch of Aztecs like sailed the Atlantic and started to try to colonize Europe? Basically, true talk. Conrad got me to buy a lot of the expansions, and I could only play about fifteen minutes because it's a thousand words of reading but i have watched people play and i have heard conrad talk about this oh yeah if you're into history crusader kings 2 actually the most dope thing that i've ever watched i mean and I, I would want at, to play at this point i would suggest just waiting for for three which three. will come out yeah. in september so you know whatever um, i hope they make it easier to learn 
Nah, nah, make it hard. No, they I won't. want I want these noobs to cry, Paradox. Listen to me. I'm your core audience. I spent two hundred dollars on on Crusader Kings. No more expansion. Anno, just Crusader Kings. Way 3. more than that. Anyway, anyway. Um, I'm gonna say for I'm gonna say for my uh I'm gonna say for my bottom it's hard. There's only four. Like that makes it I know. tough. And they're all fine. They're, they're all fine, fine thrills. Uh, gonna, I might just I might just say uh I might uh, just completely disagree with you. Go to Hellfox and do uh Timequake is my bottom. There's a lot going on here and I'm not a huge fan of it, I guess. It's okay. It's all right. But it's decent. Oh, hey man. It's confused and it's stupid and it doesn't make sense. And you said so many words about things that do not matter and will not matter next episode. Absolutely. Um, and I um, I like Strontium Dog a lot for all this Western shtick that we've got. These people calling it's them out. It's what it has. Bounty hunting and stuff like that. I think for me, that's up there with Mind Wars, which I'm really liking. This is a real emotional Mind Wars with the funeral and stuff. And then kind of setting things up. And I think in the end, uh, and I love the idea of, um, of, uh, Cleefang being linked to this lady's uh, brain and stuff. That's pretty solid. But I think in the I end, I'm, I'm going to go. needs to be the ultimate bad guy. <laughs> Definitely. But I think in the end, I'm going to say Strontium Dog is my top. Strontium Dog is my top. Yeah, Time Quake on the bottom. Right. Good West, good Space Western. That's what I'm looking for with Strontium Dog. All right. I, I, SD works best when it is like leaning heavily into that kind of Western with Absolutely. morals. Yeah, Definitely. All right, so I hope everybody enjoyed the show. If you like what you're hearing, again, check out our weekly podcast, Space Spinner 2000. <sighs> we talk about 2000 AD through the ages. You can contact uh, us at spacespinner2000.gmail.com, 2000D forums, or on our various social media platforms. Um, if you'd like to support us, we'd appreciate it. And feel free to check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash gradline. That's plug. our uh, podcast network. And uh, there's collected editions of all of a lot of these stories. If you want to check those out as well, check those links in the about page. Come back next <laughs> hour as I forgot to write down what's going to happen, but it's going to be a lot. I'm pretty sure. I mean, um, you know, there's going to be a comic book. Yeah, I'm pretty sure uh, Time Quake ends next hour. And I believe there's going to be some stuff involving laser whips and Strontium Dog, which is going to be very exciting. Until then, I'm Conrad. He's Fox, and we Whoops. are the Space Spinner Star Lord Athon. Keep I committed watching the stars. Hail, Star Troopers. My name is Conrad, alongside my friend Fox, and this is the 14th hour of the Space Spinner Star Lord Athon, a live stream where two Americans discuss the UK sci fi comic Star Lord one issue at a time. This hour, we're covering Star Lord issue 13, covered it August 5th, 1978. It's 5 p.m. here in Los Angeles, and we're more than halfway. I don't know if I record, if I if I mentioned that before. Making a it's 2 a.m. here, man. Yeah, this time it's getting hot in Mind Wars. It's out of control and robusters. Take off all our clothes. Yeah, Strontium Dog owes taxes, and what? Time Quake calls it quits, or is it Kex? Mm. Oh, all right, Kek, 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 Kek. Yeah. If you want to, if you'll find the comics we're covering today in Strong Team Dog SDHG Files 1, Robusters Volume 1, The Judge Red Magazine 408 to 409, this episode we're joined by by Dave, the monarch of the 2080 forums. Welcome aboard. Hello, everyone. 
And thanks for letting me be here. Oh, of course. Absolutely. Definitely one of these top folks that I was like, oh, man, asking people, come aboard. Absolutely. Welcome to the podcast, darling. Whoa. Dr. Fox. Dr. Fox girlfriend. All right. (laughs) So, Dave, what's your history with Star-Lord, if any? Well, uh, to be honest, it's basically just the strontium dog case files and... Um, the Robusters case files, which I have got a signed copy, signed by the wonderful Pat Mills and Dave ooh, Gibbons. Ooh, ooh that's wow. lovely. <laughs> that's rad. Actually, yeah, no, definitely. I feel like you know the guys that went as 2000 AD are definitely the long-term uh, Star Lord characters. So now we're sort of doing these investigations into special. So I, it, it makes me kind of more interested in some of these uh, secondary stories. Just to like see what the heck's going on with these things, you know. God in spank. fact, God in spank. fact, before we begin, and I'm mm-hmm. not sure, I'm not sure if someone else has asked you this particular question throughout the forty hours so far. Mm. How does it feel to read early Strontium Dog compared to just finishing reading the end of Strontium Dog? I mean, as we read first. Well, at, yeah, as we're recording this, we've just um, in recording ahead of time, and I think you'll be able to hear pretty soon if you uh, mm-hmm. back our Patreon page. Just saying. Well, um, I just had you... to deal with the harrowing adventure of me not being happy about anything anymore. Yeah, no, but if if you do, we have talked about it, so it'll be up on that feed pretty soon. But um, we've just finished with uh, the ultimate end of the final solution storyline and things like that. Um, I got to say, what I really think is interesting about these Star-Lord Strontium dogs is that they're very, like, just monster of the week bounty hunting, I yeah, guess. Yeah, very do. Yeah, as opposed to kind of, I feel like, in 2000 AD, Strontium Dog often came in as an, as part of an event. You know, it's, it's, it's journey to hell. It's portion of a mutant. It's sort of like, here's a big Strontium Dog story as opposed to Strontium Dog just like sort of hanging out, doing a work a day week in, in 2000 AD, if that makes sense. It's less Bananarama and a lot more Danger Mouse. Okay. That's, that's, yeah. that's a, that's a UK deep cut. Yeah, baby. You beat me. Oh, yeah. That's a, that's a very deep cut. <laughs> I surrender to your superior knowledge, absolutely. Listen, man, Danger Mouse was dope. He lived in a letterbox, and also he had an eye patch. Ooh, Not a bad guy. Hitting these bings. All right. Anyway, oh, uh, well, welcome aboard, Dave. I officially name you a tank commander in Star-Lord's army. Yeah, are hey. three tanks on commission. However, since this is your first mission, we will give you a medium tank. That's right. You may choose which one. Ooh, pick the Soviet one. All right. Uh, cover of <laughs> this Star Lord issue is um, let me ask, is a two du- is a a two headed dude standing over the body of Johnny Alpha. Let me out, Billy. Quit jawing, jackass. He won't escape the laser lash. Death of a strontium dog. Porn. Spank How did porn. They- how did they get away with having Jackass on the cover? I think that's <laughs> I was actually surprised by that because they don't really do a lot of swears mm-hmm. normally, no? It's not even like a fake sci-fi swear or anything. You know, they're just sliding on through. No one's paying attention. Uh, I guess Barry Whitehouse like, is, is, maybe, is a Maybe a wasn't such a big swear, right? Because it was just meaning donkey at that point, no? Could be. Um, but let's get started with Blueprint 1. The Mind Wars. 
<sighs> Script Alan Hebden, Art Jesus Redondo, lettering, and Tom Frame. Let's blow up the sun, baby. <laughs> Always the right time. In the Federation War Room, we learn that the ship stolen by our Denny Lakeham is being tailed by a spy ship. And hopefully it will lead them straight to the Juggler home world. There's, I mean, when your ship can turn into a thousand ships, one of them at least is a spy ship. Absolutely. You gotta be prepared for that shit. Yeah. Um, but now juggler ships are threatening our Denny. So the Federation boss, Dr. Vard, who's, again, I feel like because he's so hunched and his collar's getting so big here, really <laughs> making the transition to Ming the Merciless, like, steadily I mean, as we go. Half vampire, half racist. I yeah. Get it. <laughs> Whoa! He orders the uh, he orders the juggler destroyed. The vegan bell shakes as it come under fire. And as our right. Denny is in a battle of mind power over with awesome shoulder dragon Clee Fang, very like get out, get out of my brain, etc. All they have to do is hit Control Alt Delete on her whatever irradiated mind brain. It's harder than you'd think. You know, it's one of those ones they're waiting when you boot back oh, you up. Gotta make a, a new like desktop. You gotta hit like Windows. Yeah, you tab. gotta got a partition. You know, <laughs> um, unable to withstand it, Ardeni sinks to her knees and changes the ship's course. It's now headed straight for the sun. Oh, that seems like the safe place. Probably a lot I mean, of plasma to keep warm. Yeah, when you're ready to die, that's the only choice you have. Ten, ten, never again. Whoa, oh, man, <laughs> get me to that. That's sad. <laughs> that's my boy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> She's ha- she sinks to her knees and changes the ship's going. Yeah, I said that. Uh, Yose tries to get her to change her mind, but suddenly Klee Fang takes control and tries to kill him. Oh, I mean, partially not good. Yeah, she manages to regain control and siphons the power off the sun to fuel her mind, and thus she sends siphons a- the power off the sun. Yeah. It's a psychic sun. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's got a lot of power and you can jam that power in your brain and be psychic powered. Dude, it's like a perfect circle. And the plasma is like, you know, like energy and stuff. Yeah. (laughs) All right. I'm glad that we agree. Definitely. She sends an image to New Ratha. I'm coming for you. And blows up the computer console they've been working on to control her all this time and threatens the life of my poor, sweet Klee uh, uh, Fang. Her image glows, blows up, and destroys the palace that they're in. Ah, oh, damn. That's one. I mean, that palace was expensive. Really? Yeah. Now it's dead. <laughs> Deadass palace. Yeah, she destroys the palace, says, You'll be next. Now, Rutha swears revenge. The entire resources of his empire will now be dedicated to one aim destroying our Denny. That might not and be needed. going on the vegan bell. And, you know, not eating any meat. Well, yeah, things are bad on the vegan bell. It's, of course, go- going closer to the sun, which is pretty hot. Yeah, but don't go close to the sun. Mm-hmm. We've seen solar. Too late now. Ardeni has a plan. The ship moves closer and closer towards it. She tells Yose to trust her, and then they disappear, apparently vaporized. Whoops. <laughs> Bad times. Next time on Mind Wars, we're being flung into spa- out into space. You know that your spaceship is being kind of commanded by a dude. Well, 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 he will get the ultimate sometime. Do it next time. <laughs> <Listen>. <laughs> Yeah, come on, on the next Mind Wars.
listen, <laughs> you're going to be flying out to space. There's so many people I want to f- just throw into space. Mostly the person that's driving us towards the sun. Yeah. Well, you know, then you can try to change it, but otherwise it's too late. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. So. Oh, speaking of like burning a building and shooting goo all over it. Man, I love yeah. this imagery. Speaking Sorry. of gooey a- fire, oh. let's go to Blueprint 2. Robusters. <laughs> Yay, I love all busters. They're a lot of fun. Script robot V Gross, art robot Ian Kennedy, lettering robot John Aldrich. I believe this is Pat Mills again, um, but with a pen name. Uh, the Robusters, multi-part ship, the Praying Mantis, is flying to the 2078 Farnborough Droid Show as Hammerstein complains about being the burning Hume. <laughs> I'm guessing that's some kind of air show that that exists, but in the future they need to sound like it was in the future. Could be. I don't know. Been to a couple air shows. Grandfather was in the Air Force. Nice. They really, they really missed a trick not having that plain man and shepherd's like a die-cast model that you can just swap together. Ooh, that would be sweet. Yeah, so I mean... sets are the shit, right? Like, you want that battle zord, you want that Voltron. Yeah, I mean, there's just something about ships and multiple hot. parts that really speak to, like, the, the, the 80s kid in me, I gotta say. I want to jam plastic bits into other plastic bits and make it look like a bigger plastic monster. Because that's so much. I better. know, right? In my life, absolutely. <laughs> the overseer droid forces Hammerstein to do this, and Sudi's wearing like a, a tunic and a bowler hat. As cyborg good. millionaire Howard Quartz displays the Robusters' uh, rescue skills. And we see a burning Hammerstein come out of a burning building. Like, oh, I'm a, I'm a human. I'm an idiot. I'm on fire. Someone help me. Wow. And Rojaws hoses him down with uh, like Garbage. fire retardant foam that also has a built-in painkiller. Enjoy. Wow, we're so great. Look at me spray my goo all over my friend. That's right. Skydroid Chatterbox is supposed to be monitoring all, monitoring all this, but he's disappeared. Why? Well, let's cut back an hour to London Heathrow Airport. Or Aerospaceport, I should say. As a bunch hey, of... Listen, man. Yeah, they're multi-purpose now. Yeah. We see a bunch of robot pilots make their way to their plane. One of them, Roger, saying he longs for the action he has after watching an episode of Battle of Britain. You know, various uh, fighter pilots and so forth. The, uh, the Boeing 797, with four wide rows of seats, soon takes off, but heads to a storm. In that storm, the plane is struck by lightning. Oh, no. Well, planes are normally struck by lightning. Yeah, the navigator's destroyed, and Roger's gone haywire. He thinks he's a bomber and starts doing some maneuvers to test out the plane. Um, including, like, barrel rolls and stuff like that. It's pretty awesome. Really missed your opportunity here. Do a barrel roll. Oh wait, listen. I don't. I don't. I don't truck in these old memes, buddy. I try to keep it fresh. <laughs> um, air traffic control sends all nearby Sky Spy droids to check out the situation. That includes Chatterbox. And now we're back in the present. And Howard Quartz gets the call. We got to save those passengers. Do we? Yeah. Come on, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> Is there like a, stupid like a we get there? I mean, okay, well, counterpoint, would you save them for money? Ooh, yes, that's looking interesting. Yeah, uh, definitely. In a, in a 
and a 10% finder's fee on all the humans. All right. So Rojas and Hammerstein and a bunch of other bots are just the guys to do it. Next time, help us. The pilot robot's gone mad. Help, help us. Help oh, us. Sorry, help us. Sorry, I thought you said help us, and I got very excited. Give me a break, buddy. It's hour fourteen. I'm not gonna. I can't talk. Perfect. Help. help I'm just us. saying if if there, if there was a hell bus, maybe Star Wars would have lasted longer than seventeen issues. Oh well. Yeah. I, I mean, it goes to I, I was also going to say, Hellbus is uh, the 2 a.m. night owl bus in San Francisco that never shows up. Ooh, I've been on that. Oh, that's no, that's not a good bus. Absolutely. Well, that's the one full of vomit and, and piss and shit. Yep, yep, yep. Living a life. Um, next is a full page ad for, for a contest for random prizes based on your oh. age from some kind of candy company. What's uh, sorry? So now that now that we have somebody that I can extract information from in this oh. case. What's you know that knee slider thing that I was just talking about a couple of issues back? What's it called? Mm-hmm. It's like a skateboard. Oh with the yeah, that outrider arm. skateboard thing. Do you know what the fucking outrider is? Um, I think that might have been a wee bit before my time. Damn, no, that's I, oh, that's a wee bit before everybody's time. I feel like <laughs> it doesn't look like something a child can use, and. It, definitely looks like something that a human wouldn't i feel like if you go on youtube and look up outrider skateboards you'll be able to find a video of one fox look man all i'm saying is that the only thing i don't want out of all these prizes is the microscope no one wants that microscope (laughs) they keep trying to pawn off microscopes to kids in this era i remember that oh i mean that was legends of the hidden temple it's like microscope and i'm like yeah for what I want this uh, one of these thousands Wembley happy hoppers. Look at that guy. Look at that dude. That guy is happy. That looks awesome. No, man. I want that second prize Triang MCC Mission Control Craft pedal car. Yeah, dude. We both get those. We just roll around. We just roll around town as a squadron looking for for trouble. Absolutely. You know that we in our pedal cars, we ride and dirty. Yeah. Only way to ride on the mission control craft pedal car is oh, dirt. All we need then is like walkie talkies. Twenty five thousand pounds worth of prizes, and not one of them is the sweets that are showing them. That <laughs> sucks. It's a bummer. Listen, all prizes must be won. Yeah. That's what I learned about UK. One hundred percent. It is required that they are one. Yes. And speaking of things that must be one, let's go to Blueprint 3, Strontium Nog. So we have to win yes. a two-face error? <laughs> no, that's fine. Uh, so yeah. script robot John Wagner's T.B. Grover, art robot Carlos Scare, letting robot Paul Bensberg. String him up by his feet, MF. Yeah, you got to get bodysuit weird fucking catsuit bastards in these nooses, but <laughs> – Backwards, I guess. Listen, I'm not interested in someone who's not wearing a jumpsuit in the future, Fox. Everybody's got to wear jumpsuits. It's, it's. Listen, it's Saitan or nothing. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. So, in the Borderlands part of of the planet Pap- Paprika. Oh, wait, is it is it Borderlands one, two, three? DLC could be the pre sequel, but whatever. It's dusty and there's a ramshackle oh. town. Catch oh, a ride. Sounds nah. like that, it sounds clearly, like it's that. It's clearly, uh, yeah. It's that like handsome was, Jack fucking oh uh, no telltale the, the, game the, the the adventure game that's terrible all right well I don't know I didn't play that one let's move on um 
Anyway, a bunch of dudes are hung up by their ankles from the front of the town because they have not been paying their taxes to Billy Joe. Uh, Johnny sets them free, but they're too scared of Billy Joe to stay free. So they rush to rehang themselves. And one guy's like, wait a minute, I'm rehanging you. Who's going to rehang me? That's your problem. I don't care. Just get me up there. This is the classic Judge Shred conundrum here. <laughs> Absolutely. It's tough. Um, uh, listen, uh, Johnny's real disrespectful of these guys. Um, they're going to call Billy Joe on him, but he doesn't care. They travel into the wilderness. They pass a coin-operated oh, watering hole. What the fuck are these things that they're riding? And then they come under attack by a bunch of weaponized hover boogie boards. Oh, no. I mean, there's pads for your ball butt. Like your taint. It's yeah. the taint area pad. You're going to want a padded area for your taint, buddy. All right? Like you want to keep your not looking safe. to protect my taint, buddy. Your loss? I mean... The gooch needs to be loose. Whoa. That's where the flavor comes from. Whoa. All right. Let's keep going. God, it's so late. <laughs> uh, they come under attack. Oh, man. They're brought the, – uh, the lads are quickly overwhelmed and taken captive. Then brought to their boss, Billy Joe. Or should I say their bosses, Billy, on one side of their body and Joe on the other. Uh, one side is a good pianist. The other side is the singer. Mm. Joe has a mustache. That's the difference. And one has a flavor saver, which really, come on, man. I call it the landing pad. Whoa. But between them, they're champion laser whippers. And so he tosses one of these whips to Johnny and is like, let's laser whip duel. Let's Listen, go. Listen, spanking ensues. I mean, the spanking of getting your ass kicked in a laser whip duel. Absolutely. It's a whip off. <laughs> Turns to whip off blitz, whip off blitz. Yeah. Correct, correct that whip. And it's tough because Johnny's just hopelessly outmatched when it comes to whipping and gets his ass whipped. Oh, geez. Soon, Billy Joe has him on the ground and beats him up so much that his heart stops. Johnny Alpha is dead. Oh, no. They sort of kick He will probably not survive. I mean, something. They kick him and Wolf out of the area, and Wolf sort of walks off, and they fly away, Wolf carrying Johnny's body as he goes. Carry on, my wayward son. Exactly. While making the walk back to civilization, though, these guys are unaware that Johnny Alpha can't stop his own heart and appear to be dead whenever he needs to. I actually like that that three panel triptych kind of like waking up from black to oh yeah the the fade in of this muddy um wolf face definitely it's quite good yeah um yeah so they bring johnny johnny restarts his heart so he's still alive he can do that now but he definitely needs medical attention even in this deep desert which seems tough they're continuing on hopefully they find someone too next time on strontium dog my poor hearts is is this is this a fake out is this the real gronk now can i get can i get hype get hype Uh, let me get hype daddy don't ah. (laughs) let me get hype this is the introduction of our gronk yeah it's the real one very exciting thank god it's not the one that gets turned into a pelt i mean we already met that one um, we've got uh, next uh, Stargram. Tell uh, Sterler tells us to watch for an instel fed incursion. 
Um, there's various <laughs> pictures of star soldiers, still more kids forming paramilitary groups in the countryside. And the top letter of the week is someone who's done a Star-Lord word search, which on our versions has been filled in by the kid that had this uh, comic. Good job, kid. That's, that's what I call a paramilitary fucking asshole. That's still ca- I still can't believe it. I still can't believe the editor of this comic is a bloody war criminal. <laughs> Listen, he's man. a freedom fighter. No, they no. Everybody calls themselves a freedom fighter when they enlist children to work in their fucking fucking he's army. Fighting man. for our freedom from the Instel oh, Fed. Oh no, Fox. for his freedom with children that he can easily resupply on Earth. <laughs> I can't believe this slander, this slander of Star-Lord. He's just, I'm just here saying I'm not drinking that apple juice. To tell some stories and, inst- and enlist some kids for his paramilitary organization. And you come out here and you become real mean calling him a war criminal. I don't like it. I'm just saying it's like a, you know, kind of like a youth program, like a. Like a Star-Lord youth program. Like Star-Lord youths. Uh-oh. Hey, speaking of Nazis, Fox, let's go to Blueprint 4, Time Quake. It's, it's, time, it's time that we fucking laser some conquistadors. Always. That. Yeah. Script, Ian Menno, Art, Malgani's, uh, Salidas, Lettering, Paul Bensberg. The, this gets real different on the art side. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I think he's real. like, I don't know... I, I feel like Salinas has, has refined some stuff or just sort of, I don't know, is just working for this final one here. He might be basing it off some kind of uh, source material or something. But the team is warped into a battle between conquistadors and space Aztecs. I mean, watch out for lasers. That's all I have. <laughs> yeah, and it looks like it's actually caused their buddy uh, uh, Quex to uh, revert to his previous personality instead of his yeah. uh, Aztec priest one. Press X to pay respect. Yeah. Um, after a dunk in a stream, Ke- Quex explains what's up. When the time bomb exploded previously, it caused a bunch of weird stuff to happen at Aztec temples. All right, um, sure. And then they a bunch of spaceships. Yeah, a bunch of spaceships started showing up, all kinds of stuff like that. Um, anyway, it's pretty crazy because they're sort of explaining all this as the Aztec war machine sort of rolls toward them. I love these guys who have these Aztec headdresses, but also <laughs> like like plastic Judge Dread visors. Like, oh, well, listen, hold on. Hey, listen, mm. I don't know if you've played High Alive before. Dangerous game. Sure. They're but ready. They, yeah. Listen. But also, you know what they need, Conrad? Great deals on tires. That's tires right. that are long lasting and are all weather. Totally. Yeah, that's why we have more of these Michelin men come through all these crazy aliens. Anyway. <laughs> soon the chains going through the snow when you have an all-weather tire by Michelin men yeah. by Aztec. Sure, it's a good time. Soon they're traveling back to 1492 to keep the aliens from taking folks on their ships. They use sci-fi spears from the future to stop them. It's pretty solid. They climb aboard the flying saucer and it's time for a big space dog fight between like a, like uh whatever, one of these uh cube machines and just a straight up flying saucer. It's pretty crazy. Eventually, they manage to drive off the aliens. Um, sir, it's called a UFO. Not a flying saucer. Fair enough. And their own ship crashes in the sea. Luckily, a trio of ships just happens to be sailing by to pick them up. Buddy, it's Christopher Columbus. The Nina, the Pinta, 
and the Santa Maria. That's right. <laughs> um, and they're kind of good, like, oh, yes, I come. I've reached the Easter Indies at last. Uh, like, buddy, that's America. Do you know why I know each of the ship's names? Ooh, uh, childhood cartoon. indoctrination. There was an old cartoon <laughs> where each of the ships in a Thomas the Tank Engine style a cartoon way what had faces had faces on the front of the ships but it was Ooh. cartoon animated and they would sing a song i am pinta i am nina and i am santa maria it's not the voice i imagined for those names i gotta say oh it's Fox. real it's real weird and uh if you find it it's not great definitely check out this weird stuff um back in the past <laughs> there's an ooze boy yeah Whatever. Anyway, everything's all uh, uh, cleared up. Back in time, they theorized that on some ancient alien stuff was the basic of Aztec architecture. Although, the, I'll tell you, these pyramids were built before the aliens showed up. So, whatever. Listen, people could have built this, but aliens, question mark? Mm, can't trust I these know. non-white people to build things, Fox. <laughs> Not in their <laughs> skill set, oh, I guess. Now someone's watched my... Uh... The, the same things, uh, the same uh, documentary I have. Absolutely. Real, real deep cuts on yeah. that one. But anyway, Kex is bummed that for history to be preserved, his whole people had to be wiped out. And indeed, that is bad times. Also, How bad come they haven't killed him yet? Because that was the whole purpose of this whole comic was killing him in the uh, past so that he didn't exist. Blocker? Or yeah, no, 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 he no. He, Blocker's dead. He's just surviving because he's got a time strap on that sort of preserves oh, him in right. time in the time travel space. He's got a here. Dick Tracy watch. That's I right. Forgot. Yeah, yeah. So um, anyway, Blocker tries to get Susie to kiss him, and she turns into a big goop monster. Oh no! And that's the end of Time Quake. You sometimes look if you want to get in, like when a woman truly loves you. <laughs> Ooh, I'm interested. And in she this turns goes. into a goop monster. Yeah. That's when you got to do the deep kissing to show her that you're a total real dude. And then she turns back and she's like, oh, please mansplain me. You know what I say, Fox? What's if you want to be my line? lover, you got to get with my goop. Oh, make it last forever. Sometimes you got to poop. Uh, high five. Yes. <laughs> Hour 14, high five. All right. Best best song from them is uh, about subatomic particles mm. when two become one and they create uh, a nuclear explosion. Excellent. Anyway, that's the end of Time Quake. We're fully programmed for time travel, Fox. You and me, we know how to Wait. travel the timeways. It cuts off at Goop Monster? That's right. That's the end. Well, I mean, we'll get um, another Time Quake story in the annual. And don't forget there was that real brief Time Quake story actually in the pages of 2000 AD. Wait, 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 wait. So – if he ever got to make out with her, because they have before, it it's technically him making out with Lennon. I mean, yeah, that I mean, on you know, technicality. That's a yellow card right there. Come on, who doesn't want to make out with Lennon? He's got that beard. That's nice. Plus, powers and aphrodisiac. I've been told. I don't know. Okay, that, that I'm into. Yeah. So he's hot for power. He's hot that she's every. <laughs> that that she's right, half of the world leaders. Yeah, that's right. Listen, let's keep going. Um, she's the lizard man. She's the shadow government. Yeah, yeah. It's that. just one lady. After that, there's an ad for the new story coming to Star Lord, which we're the uh, largely unremembered Holocaust, which we're going to get deep into. Starting man. next episode, can't wait to see where this one goes. 
naming something Holocaust is like naming something the final solution. It's mm-hmm. just really just uh, good good form, boys. Hey, sometimes you just want to know how, how expensive that hollow is, buddy. Um, and the prog ends with another one of these tech things, uh, this time of the Skybolt Mark II. Which seems to be just kind of a, a uh, little trap. tricycle that has a spaceship on it that it can launch against UFOs. It's got hey. a very, very XCOM hey, feel to me. Hey, whoa. No, that's not a full-size normal people ship. That's for the the miniature people that you shrink down to uh, fight the tiny aliens that land on your planet. Because it's a future shock and it's always <laughs> tiny aliens. What is this? A uh, space interceptor <laughs> for ants? It's got to be at least twice this size, Fox. Jesus, age. I, I was, I was going to say it looked like a Metal Gear, and that would just make the whole Star Wars Ooh. as a war criminal thing even more. Oh, no. <laughs> Listen, I can't do, I can't do my Metal Gear voice because I gotta go ten more hours. But imagine Metal that I've done. Oh, very nice. Lally, lally, low. Whoa. Yeah. Listen, the president I think, Fox. I think awesome. you and I are proving that love can bloom on the battlefield. But love can bloom on the battlefield. Whoa. You have to learn CQC with the boss intimately. Well, okay. <laughs> All that said. We've reached the end of this episode, and thus I must know from both you, Dave the Monarch, and my buddy Fox. What are your top and bottom cool. rules? Dave, first, what's your top and bot what's your tops and bots? Well, I don't think that is a bottom fill, honestly. I enjoyed each and every one of them. However, I would like to, I would like to say this if maybe Fargo, one of the humans behind Fargo is listening to this. Please reprint Time Quake, please. Yeah. I want to read the whole of it. That is, this was the only story that I hadn't read at all before today. And I kind of want to read more of it. So please reprint that, please. Yeah, I'd love to. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'd love to get that in the magazine or something like that. You, you'd think it, it, it could fit. They, and, and they just did um, uh, Mind Wars. Like, it's, it's, it's definitely ripe for reprint. And just more Time I, Quake action. Yeah, really, you know, yeah. Time travel is always yeah. fun. But okay, so what's your so, top then, or is it is it time quick because you hadn't read it before? Top is time quick. Nice. Uh, I can't really say that there's a bottom, but I'd say the least maybe might be Mind Wars. Maybe mm. Mm. it's tough because I think Mind Wars really pays to like to read it all in one go and stuff like that. Like jumping it's in for much. one Mind Wars does kind of hurt it. I think it's too much. <laughs> also, no incest. Hashtag no incest. Listen, that's not the that's not a feature of Mind Wars as we go further in here. Now it's just one angry lady that's going to kill everybody. Yeah, because her incest brother is dead. Yeah, well, listen, you got to get oh. revenge where you can. That's the answer. The only that's question what... I have, the only question I have for you oh. is who are the patriots? Stop, stop us. <laughs> what What about Robuster's name? I'm sorry. <laughs> Robusters and Strontium Dog are both fantastic and we already know this, so that's kind of why I went for Time Quake since that is genuinely the first time I've read Time Quake. Definitely, yeah. I love both these stories. This air show stuff is real fun. I love ha- uh, Hammerstein in his little in his little tunic here and bowler hat. <laughs> and then like uh, Johnny Alpha running around Borderlands, like with these guys rehanging themselves and laser got whips. Places to go. Got to follow his rainbow. Absolutely, Fox. What's your tops and bots for this one? Tops and bottoms. 
this is me buying time, buying time. Listen, here's uh, here's my bottom. Mm. Uh, I'll do Robo Hunter. Meh. Eh, okay. I, I honestly, I, I like uh, Robots and Hammerstein a bit uh, more in the future. Robusters. That's, that's kind of my deal. Uh, Robusters. God, uh, I said. I was, I was just going to say you that far in the book. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Sam Slade coming back. I mean, Sam Slade's original <laughs> adventures are running in 2000 AD contemporaneously with these. Oh, really? Pulling cross, um, are, cross are stories. Are they running here. too long as we know them? No, no, no. Like this maybe is the, about two months too long? No, this is not the uh, National Song Year, Sam Slade. This is the original oh, was... Virtus run Sam Slade where things are getting real crazy. That, that song. Yeah, didn't that, that no, like, stop for a couple months just to integrate the Star Wars stuff into the book? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically. I mean, yeah, no, yeah. It's going to pause and then come back in Prague 100 because they're just like, listen, you are not as important as Strontium Dog and Robusters, but you got to take a break. <laughs> so I... I want to give it to Strontium Dog because there is a man with faces on two sides of his head. The only problem is, is that he didn't spin his head to the front of his body. Mm. You know what I mean? That's what I wanted. And so where I'll give it, listen, when you have <sighs> Aztecs shooting Spaniards that turns into Michelin men that turns into getting <laughs> onto the three ships for <laughs> From uh, from uh, whatever the guy who poured lead and gold into people's mouths. Why am I forgetting his name? Columbus? Christopher Columbus. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, you don't want to make out with Swamp Thing. It's the shock I love. I love you, Time Quake. I'll say, yeah, the strength of Time Quake is very much that it can have like each page has some new ridiculous thing. No, trying to every top, page top is each completely other. unrelated to the last page. It, it can get pretty crazy for sure. Conrad. Hmm. I, I'm I'm losing my sanity. Yeah, keep it together. You anchor me <laughs> with okay. with what you think is is good and not as good. Okay, tops and bots for me. Oh man, I think I might. Uh, oh, for me, bottom. I uh, my top strontium dog. I love this frontier ass um adventure i love these sky boogie boards this <laughs> laser whip duel johnny alpha stopping his own heart oh, it's all so fantastic he's got superpowers and he's gonna use them that's the top um bottom can't be robusters i like this story a lot i love ian kennedy drawing these crazy ass planes flying around and stuff like that that's really great they don't have mustaches though that's a negative that's true um i i love mind wars this week she blows up the palace with her brain and then she kind of ghostly smiles on the wreckage that's awesome and so by process of elimination, even though I do think this is it's delightfully batshit insane, I'm going to tell Fox that he can go, he can go uh, fly a kite. The founder because... of America. He made pilgrims happen. <laughs> yeah, listen, time quake complete with your Christopher Columbus stat, uh, listen, cameo. Man, he was the first RTS uh, encampment here and he was like producing settlers for so long. And, bottom and thrill <laughs> bottom blueprint is time quake that's how it goes <laughs> no american patronage that's right listen whatever i am <laughs> just 
I am just quickly adding that to the list of hot takes. Listen, yeah. Throughout listen. the history of Space Banner 2000. <laughs> we got a lot of them, all right? Listen, Christopher Columbus, not a cool guy. That's right up there with playing Conkers with hazelnuts oh, no. in terms of our... He straight up made uh, indigenous people drink hot lead. <laughs> yeah, let's go. <laughs> anyway, moving on. I hope everybody enjoyed the show. If you like what you are hearing, check out our weekly podcast, Space Spinner 2000, on your favorite podcast source... Email us, spacebitter2000 gmail.com. Find us in the 2080 forums or various social media things, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Um, if you'd really like to support us again, check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash Cradleon. It's our podcast network. And also check out our about page here on Twitch for just some links to collected edition of the comics we're talking about. How we marginally avoid legal disputes i mean you know i feel like we sort of give some we get some that's how it goes yeah. um that's how business works yeah dave where can we find you on the internet if you'd like to be found tell us well, where we can uh, find you i'm gonna stalk you stop doing that <laughs> sorry sorry i got it man um, i'm so late yeah okay sorry as, go ahead as, as as mentioned at the start i am a regular in the 2000 ad forums uh, I am part of a Let's Play group called the Jaded Desktop, and the if Kazan ever, yes, yeah, uh, on on YouTube, and if Kazan ever gets those bloody missing files found, we will be starting a podcast of our own called Mind of Oranges Marlon. Ooh, that's exciting! I, I liked, comment, and subscribe to you. I'm yeah. a I'm a YouTube boy. Absolutely. Hey. All right, awesome. Come back next hour as Mind Wars hits warp speed, Robusters loops the loop, Johnny Alpha continues to crack that whip, and we'll start an all-new story, Holocaust. Oh, good. Yeah, you love it. Until then, I'm Conrad, there, Fox, and Dave, and we are the Space Spinner Star Lordathon. Keep watching the oh skies. Oh, my God. 3 a.m. <laughs> Greetings, Star Troopers. Hail, Star Troopers. My oh. name is Conrad. Alongside my friend Fox, and it's the 15th oh. hour of the Space Spinner Star Lordathon, a live stream where two Americans discuss the UK sci fi comic Star Lord one issue at a time. It's 6 p.m. in Los Angeles, and this hour we're covering Star Lord issue 14, cover date August 12th, 1978. Call the police. I'm in his basement. He's keeping me against my will. You're fine. You love That's- it here. That's true. It's not the worst. Yeah. This time, Mind Wars finally gets some rest. The Robusters get repainted. The Gronk returns. And we're going to get started on the Holocaust. A Gronk returns. But it is the Gronk yeah. that I want. For our purposes, it's the Gronk. Well, the one that doesn't get skinned until eventually. Mm-hmm. You can find the comics recovered today at Strand Team Dog, SDHD Files 1, Robusters 1, and the Judge Dread Magazine issues 408 and 409. In this episode, we're joined by Steve Green, visual effects master of the Judge Minty and Strand and Search Destroy fan films. Welcome aboard. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. My, my dude, I love Judge Minty. I just want to be very clear about that. They're both real great. Like I, love, I, I haven't, yeah, I haven't seen the other, but I like Judgment. He was like Conrad introduced me just as that was a thing mm-hmm. for us in the comics. Yeah, it's so it's it's heartfelt. Like there's such there's such a I don't know like fan made films. It's uh, the love is there. You know what I mean? Definitely. Oh, yeah. I yeah, I don't think they get made without you know 
you, you wouldn't make a, uh, a fan film if you hated it. <laughs> right. There's no other no, reason to do it. You might hate love. it by the end of it, but uh, you know, when you start, you're not hating it. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, I mean, Fox, you should definitely listen. If you're, if if we're still alive after this uh, live stream, you should you should check out uh, uh, Search Destroy. It's really it's really great. Just if you've ever imagined which, a, a Star Trek movie, came yeah. out first. Was Search Destroy first? No, no that, that was after. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. You, you'll you'll see a lot of stuff from uh, that we nicked from uh, the Star Lord run. In there. so it'll be kind Absolutely. of like Michael Bay ish. <laughs> I mean, I'll say, yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll say going over this, it, it, it is really great how Star Lordy the uh, the the fan film is with these beam polarizers. Oh, things we'll get to in this episode specifically. Oh, wait, are you saying that you do some time time shenanigans? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, now now I'm wiggling my butt in my chair. I'm very excited. <laughs> Got to watch these things. All right, awesome. So, Steve, what's your history with with uh, with Star Lord itself? This comic that we find ourselves deep in the middle of. Uh, well, I did read some of the original ones, but because I, I was reading 2000 AD uh, from from Prog One, and uh, I think it's sort of like I bought like a few issues. And I don't know why I didn't read all of them. Maybe <laughs> my mum just sort of said, "Oh, you just got to pick one," and I just stuck with 2000 AD. Or maybe maybe Stark saying, "This is Galaxy's greatest comic," so why would I be bothering with any other comics? So, <laughs> heard about Star Lord? So that's terrible marketing from IPC. <laughs> it's tough, you know. They sort of they make it exclusive to one or the other, you know. Yeah. <laughs> did, did you hear about Star Lord through 2018, and that's why you gave it a shot, or you just uh, picked it up? Kind of. Friendly? I guess. I mean, Jesus, it's like 42 it's so, years ago. Yeah. So it's so, don't don't uh, let me put you in the hot seat on that one. I don't remember <laughs> yesterday or today. Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm sure it's, I'm uh, I definitely saw like some, some ads and sort of things like that, but uh, I could distinctly remember like ones I picked up. Like there's. Uh, a later one with the UFO sort of smashing through the Washington Monument. Oh and... yes! Oh hell yeah! So I think I can I can remember like which ones I, you know, I had sort of based on the covers, but I don't I don't think I ever had any stickers or any of that. How about yeah. John Travolta pointing his pistol at the sky while someone tries to play some symphonic noises to coax that's, some aliens down? That's, that's, that's Clint that, that Eastwood, is, that buddy. That's, Come that's, on! Oh no! The, the, no! They're basically no, ripping off. I mean, that's basically ripping off Clint Eastwood, Close Encounters. And also a James Bond line at the top. So they've uh... okay. Look, I get the face, but the hairline is is no, JT. Mm-mm. Look up uh, Dirty Harry poster, like the original Dirty oh, Harry. Oh, really? This is, is an that ex- just a rip. It's an exact rip with like a with like whatever the 1978 version of a Photoshop filter is on top of it. <laughs> uh, plagiarism, much? Yeah. Listen, you know it's a dog eat dog world out there. Dog eats uh, well, strontium dog world. It's a Gran Torino Ooh. versus uh, helicopter world out there. Yeah. Always. Was it? It, so, real quick facts. Did you know that he was uh, the mayor of um, uh, Carmel? Yeah. I remember I something I about ice creams. Some ice cream law. That, that's about <laughs> my, my, that's fair. my sole knowledge of uh, Clint's uh, mayoral uh, <laughs> campaign. They they so the the only reason I bring that up is uh so you know you have uh like outside your door is a number it's like oh it's like I'm yeah. number eleven on this street uh, in Carmel they have three dolphins and your neighbor is two ocean waves <laughs> how do you so know how, how do you know what's next to each other well so you know the street name which is like two ocean waves on this street. 
but they don't do numbers. That's awful. It is the most. How, rich how many missed deliveries do they have? So yeah, I don't want to trust Grubhub with two two dolphins. No one's gonna find well, I mean, that. They're they're not Grubhubbing because if they Grubhub, they're not seen at places, my dude. But there's a pan. Oh, whatever. Anyway, okay, here we go. Love ya, Steve Green. I name you a laser specialist in Star Lord's army. Get those lasers oh. rolling. Fantastic. Thank you, I'm Doctor. Shoot, I'm, I'm shooting them into the sky as we speak. Absolutely. <laughs> That's the only place you can shoot lasers, am I right? <laughs> so on the cover here, nobody does it better than Star-Lord. This cover featuring Carl Hunter, the protagonist for our new Blueprint Holocaust. And yeah, like I said, literally the uh, poster from Dirty Harry with some flying saucers and helicopters tossed in here. I mean, I'm into this, but did they retcon it so that he doesn't have a gun in it, but a walkie-talkie in, like, the new version? <laughs> if anything, they're giving him more guns. Like, they're tossing in some do-backs in there, too, you know? <laughs> He's just shooting Derringers the whole time and throwing yeah, them Yeah, like, just, a, just imagine, like, like a do-back, like, right here, and you're, and you're good to go. Maybe, like, like, Jabba is sort of just, like, in the, in the bottom corner <laughs> or something like that. <laughs> Um, let's get solo. Yeah, we're jumping in with Blueprint One Mine Wars. Script Alan Hebden, Art Jesus Redondo, lettering Tom Frame. The Vagan Bell nears the surface of the sun, and our Denny powers up her <laughs> mental abilities. Surface. Yeah, the very. I mean, surface. I've seen Star Trek. I've seen Star Trek do this a few times. They can get into the corona. Yeah, pretty classic uh, slingshot stuff here. With the momentum of being pulled towards the sun, our Denny neutralizes the gravitational pull of it. And so the <sighs> ship goes flying outwards at incredible speeds through the light barriers and full 20,000 uh, light years to the chaotic zone. Don't worry about it too much. If, if <laughs> the chaotic zone, isn't that where they keep uh, all the supervillains? I think that's like the Marvel, phantom. Whatever. That's the, the phantom, phantom zone. zone. Snore. Chaotic zones where they keep everybody who's wacky. Oh no, that's that's where you keep all of the chaos emeralds. Absolutely, yeah. Watch out for hedgehogs running around at the speed of sound. Yeah, I know. They're looking for the mysterious green star, and I oh, looked it God. up, Fox, and I'll tell you that stars generally are not green, though there are some astronomical artifacts or objects that do appear green under certain yes, uh, circumstances. But they're not stars. Stars cannot be green. Yeah. That includes like some nebula and sometimes the planet uh, Uranus. Mm -hmm. Listen, both of our favorite planet. I'm going to check out your green anus, buddy. That's the time. Um, (laughs) If if my anus is green, you need to call a doctor. Even specifically. Oh, man. He doesn't need that stuff. Uh, Listen, there's only one man I I trust to uh, be able to... Calculate the problems of Uranus. Oh, geez. So they're ca- they're navigating the chaotic zone as Dr. Varn back in Earth HQ is not convinced the so, Vagan Bell has been destroyed. I mean, he's having a cup of tea about it, so I feel like he's not all that worried, you know? I mean, he's brooding, I think, is the answer. You know, he's got to think about it. <sighs> the last thing I need when I'm really upset is a cup of tea. Mm. I need... I need people doing things, I guess. He doesn't seem all that worried. That's all I'm saying. I'll tell you what they can do. Brew me some tea. <laughs> Meanwhile, on Juggla, the plant, the palace has nearly been rebuilt and they've managed what? to find like, wait, our... Wait. Yeah. <laughs> they just it, did it. She blew it up last episode and now they fixed it because they're an efficient evil empire. 
I, mean, oh, they I got guess, spare. yeah. Maybe they got a spare palace. Ooh, yeah, they could just have like an oh. in part and they kind of have a modular palace they can toss up at a moment's notice, I, you know? Actually, that's that's pretty smart. You can't just have one palace that everyone blows up because if you don't have the spare palace, then where are you going to be? Where are your chandeliers and expensive pianos? Absolutely. Yeah, well, I mean, the, que- the Queen's got Buckingham Palace and Windsor Castle and, uh, and Balmoral. And all these places, yeah. yeah. Gotta have a winter. You can always flee to Canada, as we found out in uh, Disaster 1990. No, because an invasion, the Queen's already dead, and Charles is king in that that, uh, continuity, buddy. He's too. Andy's got a mustache. Yeah. Uh, uh, John Lennon's dead, and the. or John Lennon's alive and the Queen is dead in uh, Invasion timeline. Listen, only only John Lennon can lead the resistance in a sewer. I just hope that Susie Cho is good enough to be both Lennons. Oh, man, that'd be crazy. <laughs> of course she can be. She's everybody now. <laughs> Definitely. Anyway, Palace is nearly rebuilt. Um, they've managed to find our Danny who's in the middle of taking a shower, as you do. Oh, good God. times. Um <laughs> They really like making her nude. Oh, yes. They're nearing a planet where their broken ship can get repairs. It's called Hicks-Dithith. I hate this planet name. And the locals seem very friendly. <laughs> Are you sure it's not Gaelic? It could be Hosdathith. I'm not saying that. Uh, They land and the whole place seems like paradise. Good times. And the locals are also very nice. They all have capes, which isn't ominous at all. Yeah. Do not trust any place called paradise or utopia. Definitely learned that the hard way. That shit's a Logan Run situation. Yeah. They've got a villa and a lot of hospitality. Ardeni goes to sleep, but Yose stays up paranoid. He decides to go. And maybe aiming a gun at her. I like it. Nah, Whenever he's, he's looming over her bed, I just think like you're. It's a little definitely good to not give her the benefit of the doubt for sure. But also, don't loom over sleeping people. Mm, yeah, listen, good point. He goes for a walk and finds oh my god, a dumpster behind, of spaceships. Yeah, just a big spaceship graveyard in the back of a canyon, which doesn't seem pretty good for um, you know, the fact that they came here in a spaceship too, especially because their spaceship is right at the top of the pile here. It's it's kind of that like count the marbles in the jar conundrum, how many spaceships make a pile? Definitely. That's a hell of a fun fair. Yeah, I mean, know. They gotta There's carry so it many around. points and so many rockets. How do you know which one, where, where one ship ends and the other one begins? That's a good question. Anyway, uh, a bird attacks Yose, but then gets shot <laughs> and, and by a radar. Like a tiny bird. Yeah, just a little one. Like Crack. a fish. And then, as Yose thanks somebody for killing that bird, he is shot <laughs> in turn, as you do. Meanwhile, uh, our daddy wakes up, takes a bath. He's bathing a lot this episode. Listen. Listen, you're going to wake up nude and you're going to feel a little sweaty around your like uh, nude areas. And then you're going to need to take that bubble bath, put a nice bath bomb in there, maybe stretch your arm out. You, you know, know, I'll tell you needs a bath, Fox. It's me because I think as anybody who's watched this thing for the last I mean, 15 hours is... <laughs> can tell you I'm a sweaty boy. This is bad times. My, my dude, we are we are in stank country and we cannot <laughs> stay here. Cannot stop. <laughs> Um, anyway, she's in the bath. Another one of these birds shows up and hypnotizes her. Oh, no. And hypno birds. Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> He's simpatico on these hypno birds. No, because that's not right. Birds, birds are it's already right. a nuisance. 
cute birds are fine, ugly birds bad, the shit birds, all of them shit. And then to give them hypnotizing powers, it's like, come on. Bad. Yeah, no, listen, you're putting a hat on a hat there for sure. Next time on Mind Wars. The, dark wings, dark words. The female's only use is as a source of lifeblood. Gross. All right. That's some, that's some fucking Satanist shit. All right. Yep. So the bird is going to do some Satan. That's right. Hedy Lamar time. Um, no, right, Tippy Hedron time. Excuse me. Um, uh, next, we got a full color ad for uh, soccer based snacks. What, football what snacks. What is this? What, what is Football Crazy? Football Crazy is a football-shaped crunchy snack with its own special club. And the ad... Does it come in prawn flavor? Uh, it doesn't say what flavor it is. Presumably, it tastes like footballs. Um, if it... If, <laughs> then it is prawn flavor. Yeah. Oh. But these, uh, these ads have these really crazily illustrated, like, football facts. In this case, the heaviest goalkeeper. This big gold dude blocking the goals. The heaviest football... This, Footballer was twenty-two stone and two pounds. This this kind of cartoon always reminds me of. I mean, when I was growing up, kind of those recycled old cartoons you get in the newspaper. Mm -hmm. But also, like uh, the inspiration for things like Wallace and Gromit, like the mm. overextended kind of nature. And yeah, I, I like see it. it. Yeah, good times. But that takes us to Blueprint Two: Robusters. Phallic ship does a bad news. Hey, listen, it's got to be tube shaped. You got to put people in there. Script it's got to be aerodynamic. Yeah. <laughs> it's got to be smooth. It's got to be polished. And it's got to penetrate something. It's got to throb. Got to make me think about things. Script robot V gross. Art robot Ian Kennedy because we got planes. Letter robot John Aldrich. <laughs> and you know. How he draws his planes. Oh, yes. Sexy. Yeah, massive 797 doing some loop-the-loops. Meanwhile, Rojaws and Hammerstein are, are speeding towards the plane in the nose of the praying mantis. Ugh. They swing out of the vehicle and onto the glass dome on the roof of the plane. This seems extremely dangerous. I mean, this is exactly how you depressurize and then literally shoot everybody into the air. But, no, that's fine. <laughs> Don't worry about it again. But I have a fear of this, man. Yes. Real. Definitely. Yeah, they break into the ship, into the plane. And I guess it's an executive decision sort of time. Ooh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Listen, Kurt Russell and John Leguizamo are going to have some things to say about how this plane's flying. Not Steven Seagal, though, because he dies in the first 10 minutes. Nah, man. We got to have Hammerstein scream at, at, at some dudes while the, while the side of the plane is open. I work around the clock. Halle Berry shows up. Fox and I watched that movie over Christmas. Oh, that was <laughs> For that was no the reason. <laughs> It was the worst. The trumpets and executive decision are out of control. Worth a rewatch <laughs> just for that, for the background music trumpets. Oh, God, we were drunk and having such a good time. <laughs> Fox's, like I, I, I went to Fox's uh, uh, folks place. We just sort of hung out for a day or two. And I was very no, He much... got the full treatment of seeing that family is dysfunctional. But it was also very much like when guests come, like, like when people have come on this live stream and Fox Oh, you don't have to deal. Getting a weird twin language where we're just sort of making weird references and oh. talking to people. It's like the green room before we start the episodes here. There's we, no we structure. We literally had to go to another room just to sit and talk because other people were saying, like, we don't understand what either of you are saying. Yeah, that's not my problem. 
Uh, it's not my problem. <laughs> so they arrive on this ship. Some of the passengers have developed a case of robophobia, and they're destroying all the stewardess spots. That's not cool. Or flight I, attendant listen, spots. Man, they're just, they're, listen, they're, they're not even working hourly. Yeah. Come on. The droids wade in. Rojas is clunking dudes over the head with his shovel and stuff. It's pretty good times. Man, that's that's a that's a power move right Clunk. there. Shovel them. <laughs> no, no, where am I? Yeah, so uh, oh, no. they make their way to the cockpit and they're confronted by an anti-hijacking <laughs> shield. <laughs> uh, but they decide to reason with Roger the pilot first. But trying to talk him out of this weird piling just activates his kamikaze mode. Oh, jeez. Clearly. Oh, I was about. Okay. I'm going to back out of that one. Mm, Yeah. You thought better of it. Uh, uh, Hammerstein decides to activate his hip lasers to cut through the door. Definitely works. (sighs) He has hip lasers. That's so. When. uh, How come he never uses those again? I just constantly be hip thrusting and lasering at the same time. I feel like they're a big feature of like Robusters era Hammerstein, but not so much of like this an ABC Warriors. This is the first Warriors. time I've seen hump lasers. All right. Hip lasers, not hump lasers. I mean, well, tomato hump laser Fair. They cut through the door and destroy Roger in the process. The plane is speeding to the ground. Oh, 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 God. Oh, I've destroyed. Okay, there we go. Um. Yeah. What you say? <laughs> but um, luckily, Hammerstein has the mant—he has the nose of the praying mantis, sort of pull them upwards, basically, and so the uh, vehicle's trajectory is sa- is uh, moved, and the day is saved. The way that they fix it is plugging the machine into the machine. Yeah, that's how it goes. Very R two D two here. All right. <laughs> Anyway, you'll recall at the start of this story, Haverstein was being all burned and stuff as part mm. of the uh, thing. So apparently he's had a burned paint job this whole time, though it's been hard to tell. Um, oh, he's kind of got the dents and things, I guess. Yeah, he's a big hero in this, but refuses to talk to the press until um, he has a new paint job. And so we see that uh, oh, – Howard Quartz agrees, but he's repainted him to look like a candy cane. You know, when you uh, listen, we've I assume all of us have played games before, mm-hmm. at least the ones. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's like that time in a game where you get an armor and you're like, it is better, but it makes me look like a, a dummy. Yeah, you go crazy in the character customization screen and then press confirm and then it's too late. You're just going into a cutscene with a real ridiculous haircut. I always go for fashion over stats, my man. I got to look good. I'm sorry. See, that's why you can't be in my raid group, Fox. I keep telling you, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) Not in a raid group. All right. Um, But speaking of raiding these bad guys... JJ Jubble. Let's go to Blueprint 3, Strontium Dog. <laughs> Script Robot, John Wagner's TV Grover, Art Robot, Carlos Scare, Learning About John Aldrich. After a deadly laser whipping, Wolf is carrying mutant bounty hunter Spanking. Johnny. Yeah, he got spanked by the laser whip. He's carrying Johnny Alpha through the dusty wastes when he comes across the caravan of JJ Jubal's traveling circus. They pull over and they take Johnny to Madame Desiree for medical God. attention. Listen, carnies may be carnies, but at the very least, they'll fix you up. Yeah. 
And there's something weird about this, Madame Desiree. Just you leaves them with me, good sir. Just you wait, Henry Higgins. <laughs> Henry Higgins. Anyway, uh, the next day, Johnny is up and around, doing much better. Desiree does a reading in her crystal ball, sees Johnny having a long, happy life, which oh, is not likely. Wrong. So, Wolf pulls her dress. That's not a woman. That's a that's a Gronk. It's that our Gronky. Please tell me he doesn't skin this one too. Not just a Gronk. This Gronk is a brother oh, of the Gronk that Wolf made his jerkin out of. Oh, that's fucked up. My brother Glo- Glopus. But that means I, wait, that you must. Why have been, does he get a name? I thought they were all called Grunk. Maybe they get names after they die, like in Project Mayhem or something oh like that. Oh my god! Once you make them into a jerk, they get a name. Yeah. <laughs> but that must mean they're good friends, and because of that, he's good friends with them too. And yes, this is the Gronk that we will come to know and love in 2018. All right, all this mamby pamby shit. Time to do push-ups. Listen, Johnny Alpha is powering up. He's got to figure out a way to do stuff. Two days later, he's feeling better, but he's got a score to settle with Billy Joe. Billy Joe played him for a fool and almost killed him. He can't let that stand. Listen, it's not his lover. She's just a girl. Well, living in uh, whatever. I'm not going to go with no doubt with you. Um, but he's oh. to fight. He's got to learn the laser whip. And JJ oh, God. God, does he really? He does not to need to be learn the laser whip. He can just shoot him. No, he's got to beat him with the whip. Licorice whip. <laughs> Correct that whip. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so he goes to, we see Jubal using his whip to tame various creatures, including the smiling Chuckwalla. Hi, is, buddy. is the bandana necessary to the training? Yes. I'm asking this to you both. <laughs> what do you think, Steve? Uh, bandana needed? Carlos does like his, uh, his polka dots. Absolutely. <sighs> Fox, do you remember the smiling Chuckwalla from Blackhawk? <sighs> I remember from Blackhawk. A bear man and Mac Mac and Dreamweaver, the weird tentacle monster. Mm, yeah, this was a secondary oh, and monster. And that I didn't like Blackhawk. Ah, oh, that Blackhawk fought the smiling Chokwala. It's a cool, crazy monster. And one that you'd know if you'd watched the Strontium Dog fan film has a cameo appearance. Ooh, oh, really? Yeah, it's awesome. I love it. Does he whip him? I mean, they fight. Absolutely. That's all that matters. All yeah. I need to hear is they fight. <laughs> Definitely. So uh, I guess no aspersions. I didn't make no fan film. I'm I love, a douche. I mean, you got to watch them. But listen, I love this Chuck Wallen, Steve. I know you do too. That's why you asked for this episode. Why you stayed up till two a.m. to come on the Star Lordathon? I appreciate Good it. Christ, why? By the way, I know I must see that myself. It's uh, awesome. I just love. Yeah, look, look at this guy. Three thirty men. He's got these big eyes. He goes to. Sh- he wants to shake hands and tries to uh, to kill Wolf and gets a laser whip for his problems. But oh man, this thing has like a whole mouth body. That's so. Mm-hmm. He's got kind of I, a Pac Man situation. I'm, I have a thing for mouth tummies. I'm sorry, guys. It's, I love it when when your tummy is also the mouth. It's mouth tummy it's, heavy set of races in Strong Team Dog. Well, listen, man. It's just it's straight to the you know digestion at that point. Yeah, listen. I don't want. I don't. I don't need a middle man. Um, <laughs> just need a mouth middle. Yeah, but Jubal agrees to train Johnny, and after ten days, he's ready. He's become a master whipsman. Uh, hey. It's called a whips master. Ooh, whips master. I, mean, I like I have it. No idea. 
<laughs> they put up signs okay. offering ten thousand credits to anyone who could outduel Johnny Johnny Out Alpha whip in the whip. The whipsman. Yes, with a whipsman. Who whips the whipsman? Ooh, it's a good question. Um, and a bunch of people come by. He beats a bunch of them until finally Experience Billy. Game. Yeah, listen, getting no, they get no stats. But then Billy Joe shows up. He challenges Johnny to a duel to the death, and Johnny agrees. The fight is on. They start, and Billy Joe scores the first burn. Next time, eat laser, Stronti. Otherwise known as Iron Man 2, Laser Whip Man. Ooh, that's right. He's Mickey Rourking. <sighs> and he was he was good, except, you know, <sighs> I like laser whips, man, but <sighs> I... I don't. I don't get this. <laughs> I do not get why. He's got to get revenge. I just don't get why he has to learn the laser whip. Just he's use your gun. Him. No, he's got to beat him at his own game. That's how you become cool. That is not how you get your bounty. Yeah, but it, it's personal now because this guy tried to kill him. Fair, mild rampage. Listen, he's the, we're rampage, and trust me. Um, so that takes us to a Stargram. Star-Lord talks up Holocaust, our new stories, to train us in secret wars. The password Not is courage. And we get um, letters running about Instel said uh, uh, spies. And the uh, prize for this week is a uh, big crossword puzzle. Oh. Uh, four crosses. I don't want to do this. No, we're moving on. I yeah, but are, they, are, they, are they really um, asking people to send in fingerprints there? Oh, their, uh, their, their child soldier state. recruitment. <laughs> oh, God. That's actually... They're just doing... That's, that's, that's horrible. Just, that's what the kids themselves are doing. They're trying to steal their own identities again. Oh, my dude. As, that's, that's the fascist state trying to catalog these children. As these comics continue to recruit child armies all over England... <laughs> They're, Again, they're there the needs tools to be a Star Lord buddy. <laughs> well, listen, we'll we'll again at the end of this thing we'll talk about the modern Star Lord. It's going to be a lot There's, of fun. This this man is problematic because he looks like a hero, but he's got the double clasp cape, so that says villain. Also, mm -hmm. child army. Mm, he's got. I mean, he hasn't killed any of his own dudes yet, so we can't guarantee that he's well, uh, evil. Not, or not we haven't seen him kill any of his own dudes. He's not going to do that in his own propaganda work. Yeah, he is to show how tough he is. Oh, that's it, fair. It is, it is a bit Coney nineteen seventy eight. See, YouTube didn't exist, so you couldn't uh, have a dude who made a thing and they then have a horrible freak out afterwards. They can't like, get the word out. It's terrible. But like you said, Fox, there is, yeah, this ad for Robo Hunter appearing in uh, 2000 AD. Pretty so is excellent. This, is, is this our first Robo Hunter then? Um, At that point? I think it might be. I got to admit, I'm not keeping a full count oh, of where I, I mean, I would 2000 AD is by, yeah. by, by uh, date. It, it is. Oh, excellent. Okay. As long as it's not, oh, Sing Song came way later, but. No, that's way later. Oh, this God, is going to Virtus. This is like it you is know, the song that never ends. It went on and on, my friends. Definitely, yeah. This is like pre Stogie and pre Hoagie. You know, he's still got yeah, man. He still got that like busty Robo Finder and stuff. You know, still one of the most slapstickiest great comics I've ever read. Yeah. I love Sam Slade. Absolutely. Hey, but speaking of uh, hard bitten private de private detectives, Fox. There is no way that that has anything to do with a thing called Holocaust. Oh, yes, it does. Blueprint for Holocaust. On 
Holocaust on crime? <laughs> Ooh, it's complicated. Oh, man. This thing have a credits? Oh, God, I didn't write them down. Hold on. I'm doing a quick look. Uh, I don't see any on the second page either. No, it's embarrassing. But it's written by Alan Hebden. I know that. Figure How it out. This? Oh, it's on the third page. Alan Hebden, Lalia. L- Lalia, oh, yeah. Yeah, Horatio Lalia. And all those guys. Good times. Steve Potter for Steve lettering. Potter. Jumping in. Okay, here we go. Thanks, guys. No worries. <laughs> Carl, you, yeah. Carl Hunter is a private eye in San Francisco. He's got an office in North Beach with a nice view of the Bay Bridge. You can see it right here. His father was a full-blooded Navajo, but that's not going to come back up here. Don't worry about it. Things oh, are bad in it. the world as the story uh, I'm begins. I'm 116th uh, Native American. Yeah, we don't want to go down this path. Um Things are bad in the world. There's crop failures and impending worldwide famine. When he goes into his office, there's a woman waiting there, Beth Tatler, who wants her missing husband found. She gives Hunter a fat stack of cash and he's on the case. Where the hell is duck water in in California? (laughs) It's in Nevada, actually. Oh, really? Okay. And it is a real place. I looked it up. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, he heads to Nevada, checks with the Nevada Hot Highway Patrol, and then the motel where he was last seen. He was heading. Oh, this to- is like Hotel Two One Four, man. This is feeling good. Definitely. Um, he's heading towards Duckwater to check things out. Um, but it seems like he couldn't have kept going because the bridge was out, and this area is full of UFOs. So be careful. What the fuck? What? <laughs> it's also full of secret military bases, just FYI. And he stops at a nearby and not gas secret. station. Yeah, I mean, well, you know, there's. You know, of... the area is full of secret military bases. Well, it's That's like, more than one. It's like Area 51, I think, where, you know, people know that it's there, but it's secret because if you drive onto it, you'll be arrested, basically. It's it definitely not secret. Everyone knows where it is, but you will get arrested if you go past a certain point. I think point. that's what it counts as, you know. That's not secret. Yeah, it's secret enough. Um, keeping, keeping Will Smith in there yeah. with Jeff Goldblum. Whoa. And a Mac. And a Mac laptop. Definitely. As um, as Carl gets out of his car, he gets a flashback to how he used to be in the CIA, which is pretty solid. Just like, listen, just FYI, former CIA uh, private investigator. All right. Be cool. Okay. Um, one of the locals says that the guy he's looking for, Miles Tatler, wasn't the first person to disappear around these parts. I mean, it's Nevada and the boonies of Nevada. Yeah, and he decides to – and he's blaming it on these UFOs. Oh, uh, all right. <laughs> a, a likely story. Yeah. Hunter goes to check on the bridge. It is indeed out when a local lawman, Sheriff Butcher, dro- uh, drives up and he calls Hunter a no-good snooper. Tells him <sighs> yeah, to get out of the, the county. local law people thing. Yeah, you know. There's sort of a skirmish – Hunter socks the sheriff in the gut, pulls a gun on the deputy, then drives off. This is not a <laughs> – this is like a, hey, what's up, law enforcement of the area? I'm going to beat the shit out of you. <laughs> Different time in 1978, you know? They are going to posse the fuck out of that guy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we'll see for sure. Um, mm. He's at a dead end anyway, but then things start getting fishy. So he gets a map of the area along with a room – at the local motel um, and a plate of steak and eggs and plans to investigate a side road he saw earlier. Well, the not steak morning. and eggs, a surf and turf. It was a little fishy. Get out of here. 
got the steak and eggs. Um, that night, a weird humming sound that a bright light fills his room, and the sheriff, deputy, and motel owner burst through his door. I mean, like I said, a posse. They are coming to get you with their fucking invasion of the body snatchers crap. It's right. Yeah, they say you must come with us and start talking weird when he doesn't. He's not (sighs) controlled, so he must die. Is someone going to do the thing? Are they going to turn into a lotus monster meat? Mm, Not really. Not a lot of body horror in this one, actually. Uh, Unfortunate. A little bit, though. Body Um, snatchers? Yeah. Carl Hunter is made of stern <gasps> stuff, though. Stuff. Whoa. <laughs> so uh, he comes. So uh, uh, he comes up shooting when these guys attack him and takes out both the lawman. Uh, unfaced, the motel owner comes at Carl with a butcher knife, and he has forced to attack. I mean, he just punches everything to fix the problem. So I feel like you know why not also, you know. Yeah. Equal opportunity punch, man. Definitely. Look, the courts probably aren't going to buy this UFO that he sees flying overhead as causing all that stuff. So he goes to investigate. Um. Oh, man. Oh, ugh. Um. He oh, I know. It's ends up going. following the craft to a mining town that he found on the map. It's an abandoned ghost town <sighs> when he arrives at dawn, but inside a butchery he sees over 200 bodies lying dead and shrouded in big stacks. Yeah, it's a butchery. Meat. uh, Yeah, among them is the guy he's looking for, Miles Tatler. This is bad. He goes to leave. He checked everybody. He found the body. (laughs) Well, I I, I think the body's just the first one here. Like, that's the one I'm looking for. That's really fortunate. Definitely. He's got to retreat, but when he does, there's a lady standing in front of him that says he must be killed, and he's just surrounded by angry townsfolk. Luckily, army with flamethrowers here? They want to kill him, but suddenly dissolve with a weird smell. And then the army bursts in. They flamethrower the locals. (sighs) It's such the right answer to so many questions. Yeah, and an army guy comes in and yells at him. It's his old CIA boss, Colonel Minsky. Oh, Christ almighty. That's right, small world. Hunter's just messed up two months of preparation. (laughs) They duck as a a UFO takes off and flies away. You blame people for fucking up an operation that they didn't know about. I mean, yeah, you can. Come on. Um, They do it all the time in television, and it's like, well, they didn't fuck it up. I mean, they did, but how, like, you can't be mad at them. Listen, (laughs) you gotta just keep in mind that sometimes there's bigger things than you're aware of, all right? They duck as the UFO takes off and flies away. Minsky explains there's a secret war between humanity and aliens going on. The aliens want to destroy Earth's food supply, and they're winning. This is like a future shock that's gone long. Super long. Next time, the driver was beginning to dissolve. Oh, that's the worst Uber driver, quite frankly. Definitely. And then we get one more rotoplane ad, and that's it. For issue 14 of Star Lord. Oh, good Christ. I am. <sighs> Conrad. Yeah, listen, at last we finished. That means I have one question for the both of you. In fact, Steve Green, I must know. What were your top and bottom blueprints for this episode, Star Lord number 14? Uh, top was uh, Strong New Dog, obviously. Oh, yes. Uh, 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 
I just find it hard to sort of like not like anything that Carlos does. So, uh, but I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, I think that that whole sort of Billy Joe sort of like storyline is typical strontium dog. You know, it's like space western. Uh, you know, sort of like deserts and uh, yeah, uh, and also and also the Chuck Waller. I just you know, I like I like the Chuck Waller. And and bottom uh, blueprint probably Holocaust. I, I don't rem- I don't really remember it. Um, it goes on for so long. Yeah, yeah, it's like a like a double, triple. It's an eight of... page long story. It's twice the size of an average two thousand AD story. It's oh, Jesus it's huge. Yeah. It's a huge one per issue for sure. Yeah, um, I mean, you know, it's a it's a setup, and yeah, it, it's I like a little bit more sci fi than. It, it it kind of has that feel of uh, um, sort of colony Earth mm. in two thousand. Oh that, yeah, that, that alien, alien invasion sort of stuff, and yeah, that, that was, I like it either you know a bit more sci-fi and a bit uh, a bit more fun or schlocky or <laughs> mm-hmm. a bit less <laughs> like just keep playing the conspiracy out and not know what the fuck is going on for eight pages. Yeah, although I liked. Um, Project Overkill in 2000 AD, which oh, is no, another Project Overkill is great. Yeah, another similar one. So, uh, yeah. although yeah. I feel like I feel like honestly, like again with eight pages, like in eight pages, we were two, th- we we were like a third of the way through Project Overkill <laughs> in <laughs> the first that installment of Holocaust. Here, <laughs> they they moved. All right, yeah, yeah. I, I, I like it. To, I like it to shift along a. Uh, as a rate, you know, rather than sort of drag out too uh, too long. Absolutely, yeah. I think that's a fair point for sure. Fox, how about you? Tops and bottoms, what do oh, you got for love. me? Oh, my love, this is solidarity time. My Holocaust, Jesus, I was kind of bought in, and then it just, it just kept going. And instead of, like, dipping into schlock territory where it could have done a Twin Peaks or maybe a horror, mm-hmm. it just didn't. And mm. and then there were four more pages, <laughs> Here, I guess keeps going. Uh, like it really does, and it doesn't matter. It's like, oh, it's this guy that I know. Ultimately, that's where it ends. <laughs> There's no cliffhanger. Um, and Strontium Dog Baby, of course, they go to a, a, what is effectively a carnival and uh, get a, a a mystic quote unquote healer. We got the Gronk Baby. Yeah, and it's a Chuck Walla. You get to you learned a licorice whip. I mean, I'm giving it. I'm giving it a bunch of sass just because I feel like Johnny Alpha is so much in the later kind of progs of 2000 AD is just like I'm not gonna deal with this cartridge four. Boom, done. Yeah. I'd like we're out of here. But this is young Alpha, just like no, I'll learn how to. Yeah, this is young, laser young, whip. angry not? Johnny Alpha. You know, he'll he'll take the time to learn a laser whip. You know, he sort of he's got daddy issues. He is gonna learn that laser whip. Oh yeah, this is stuff that gets burned out of him by Max Bubba, I think for sure. Oh, more than just that. Mm. Conrad, with all of the energy that I currently have, as you can hear from my excitement. <laughs> We're getting close, buddy. Can't stress it oh, enough. We're on oh, the, the road. The pot of coffee is waiting for me in the other room. What were your blueprints that you liked and one that you kind of were like, meh? Ooh, I mean, I liked Robusters. 
this very much feels like kind of another setup mind war. We just had some pretty good mind war action, but now we're sort of cooling down, setting up this next big fight. So I think I'll make it a threefer and join you guys solidarity. with Strontium Dog <laughs> as my top and Holocaust as my bottom. I'm feeling comfortable that Holocaust might just sort of close us out in a whipping boy position. I'm very, oh, very happy with that. I would love that because it makes things so much easier. <laughs> and it's not Nazis, so I, everyone can't tell me that it's because I don't like Nazis. Absolutely. Which I feel like is not I feel like that's a that's a that's but that's fine. I don't have to like Nazis. God, I don't need to actualize on the internet. Oh my brain is turning to mush. I feel like you definitely don't have to like Nazis, Fox. What hundred You used to not have to say that you're not a Nazi. That's all I mean. Politics, all right. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> I hope everybody enjoyed the show. You like what you're hearing here. Once more, check out Space Spinner 2000, our weekly podcast about 2000 AD. You can contact us at spacespinner2000 at gmail.com, the 2080 forums, or on our Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter pages. And if you'd like to support us, we would appreciate it. So check out our Patreon page at patreon.com slash Cradaline. That's our podcast network name. And check out the links in our About section to the collected edition of the comics we're talking about. Um, Steve Green, where can we find you on the internet if you'd like to be found? Sweet boy. Good uh, boy. Well, um, I mean, on YouTube, there's the uh, the Judgment T sort of like channel, which has uh, a few sort of things. There's also a, a Rogue Trooper fan film oh, that right. uh, I did some effects for. Um, if you look for Quartz Massacre on that, uh, there's no uh, there's no burying himself in it though, which is a a major oversight. Oh man, uh, you got a bug's bunny. <laughs> Even Friday buried himself. You know, like that's it's the a, it's such a pro move. <laughs> it's such a big thing. Uh, I mean, otherwise on uh, on Twitter, it's um, Steve D Green. So it's Steve D Double E Green. Uh, and uh, the same for uh, for Art Station. Uh, I, I put up a load of sort of two thousand Art Station, my boy. Two thousand AD related uh, sort of models and lots of helmets. Yeah, lots, lots, lots of, of helmets. Lots of dread helmets and Torquemada helmets and stuff. I love all your all your three D work for <laughs> these helmets guys. are the jam. Yeah, actualizing just so, just all these so crazy people designs. know. Art, Art Station is where real artists go to not be on Deviant Art. Shots fired. Oh, That's, man. That is shots fired. Absolutely. All right. Come back next hour as we check out the first Star-Lord annual, a giant tome, yes, but also full of filler, much of which we will be skipping over. All right. Listen, you aren't oh, getting Christ, full almighty. annual coverage because we got to live a life. All right. Uh, <laughs> I think everybody right, will understand. You. Yeah. Oh, my God. Okay. Listen, many words. You'll hate everything I hate by the end of it, I assure you. Until until then, I'm Conrad, they're Fox and Steven. We are the Space Spitter Star Lordathon. Keep watching Keep the sky. I didn't say something. Hail, Star Troopers. <sighs> my name is Conrad, alongside my friend Fox, and it's the 16th hour. Oh my the dudes, space the sun is coming up in Berlin. <laughs> I'm an hour away from sunset myself. Yeah, uh, the Space Spinner Star Lordathon, a live stream with two Americans discussed the UK sci fi comic Star Lord one issue at a time. This hour, we're covering the 1980 Star Lord annual. Just FYI, annuals are released the year, <coughs> are, are listed as the year after they came out. This one came out in 1979. So it, confusing. Yeah, listen, just don't worry about it too much. It's the first of three Star-Lord annuals, but we're only looking at this one. And Fleetway's got to put their dumbass watermark on it. They got to make this money, all right? 
It's um, Fleetway. Yeah. That's what you care about. Fleetway Annual. This um this time Strontium Dog goes to the fair. Timequake goes to the old west. Rojaws is on the job and will escape for Zendor or something. I don't know. What? Yeah, listen, burping. This annual cost is um is four times as long as a regular issue of Star Lord. It's 122 pages, Conrad. Why? And it costs a hundred and or it costs one pound and twenty five pence. So ten times the cost of an highway robbery. God of, damn of Star Lord. These annuals usually come out in very early fall. Were hardback copies and were generally used as it's Christmas, for Christmas for kids. Time. Yeah, 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 definitely. Um, there is some new content here, but there's a lot That's of reprints. Of tentacles. Of classic comics in here, which is terrible. Since it's I'm so long, it. we're just going to breeze through this one. Oh, this is going to be a nice chillax episode. Bring kind of. Yeah, we'll see. So, yeah, cover, like <laughs> you say, couple folks in scuba gear with a crashed spaceship as other spaceships. Uh, frogmen, thank you very much. Mm, fly around with a giant octopus crab kind of thing. Octo crab. Octo crab dad. Mm. Then on the inside cover, we get the table of contents with a colored-in Star-Lord from issue one. Hail, Star Troopers. Man, so much of his, like, pants. I, I'd like, where do the legs happen? Where do they go? They're, you know, um, oh, dude, don't pay attention to me. Please continue. His legs and junk are shrouded in shadow, Fox, just like my past and my motives. It's just like the cabal that he works for that's hiring children uh, across the UK to work for their shadowy means. That's right. Paramilitary man. organizations all over the land. And that takes us to Blueprint 1, Stranium Dog. No credits for mm -hmm. these. Don't worry about it. Uh, he, looks, oh, yeah. he looks kind of – what's his name? Uh – the one who was in that stupid, uh, like, table tennis movie. That did not help you. Please continue. I like I like my uh, mind talks is a like bit, uh, reaching, you know, like but this I can't I can't get there. Um, it, 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 God, <laughs> the lads are on the trail. So uh, Johnny Alpha, he's doing stuff. The He's got eyes and lasers. Yes, definitely. They're on the trail of a guy named Columbo Harrequin. Eh, no relation to the detective. God, I hope not, man. Columbo's the best. He's my favorite. He's the best before Law and Order happened and still after Law and Order happened. Yeah, Columbo's the one good cop because he only goes after rich after rich people murders, you know? Like, none yeah. of this, like, poor disadvantage. Just a rich person that's killed another rich he person. Gives, he gives them a bunch of sass at the end, too. Anti-establishment guy, that Columbo. That's right. So, they're going after this guy. They trek through a peaceful swamp and come to a giant abandoned fun fair. No one's been here <sighs> in light years except for Columbo who starts shooting. And that's alright. I guess it is time. Light years is time, not distance. Mm, yeah, it's not. This is, listen, this is full uh, Star Wars kind of stuff here. Um, they start they run through the tents. Johnny Alpha's eyes are detecting movement. That takes him straight into a hall of mirrors. Johnny shoots this one of the mirrors. Awesome. Yeah, but the beam ricochets and then hits Wolf. Arg! Oh, geez, that's too bad. Don't don't shoot your friends, even if it's a grazed leg. Yeah, come on, be cool, be cool to Wolf, man. About fire safety. Yeah. Suddenly, a figure reveals himself—an older dude named Gomo. 
keeper right. of this fairground. It seems Columbo has used the fair as a hiding place for a long time. Uh, Johnny heads out on his own, leaving Wolf behind, climbing to the top of a helter-skelter to try to get a good view of the park. But instead, Columbo finds him and Johnny gets hit. He rides the slide down and lands unconscious. Man, Helter Skelter, really? That's the name. I mean, the song comes from the carnival no, I, I, I know. You know, you get to the and you see me again, buddy. Coming down fast, miles above you. Like, listen, these pauses are for me, Fox. They aren't for you. I'm trying to survive. (laughs) Uh, Johnny Alpha wakes up tied to a shooting range. Oh, no. Oh, he's going to maybe have someone shooting at him. Probably that Columbo guy. Definitely. Columbo shoots him up. He cackles and his laughter is heard by Wolf and Gomo. But before... You're going to get smashed by that hammer, buddy. Definitely. Before... um, Oh, man. Where am I? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Columbo shot... Oh, uh, it seems like he shot uh, Johnny, but it doesn't. Instead, uh, it just hits his strontium dog badge, and he actually does the thing he just did in the comic, where he pretends to be dead for long enough to fool somebody. And yeah, Jet Simeon, listen, we've been up for 16 hours. We got eight more to go. I don't, I don't care about nothing. <laughs> there's, there's so little left. I'm waiting for that second win, baby. Coming back alive, Johnny gets the drop on 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 a Columbo, but before, the, but he's out of ammo. Before the clown can shoot him, Wolf throws his hammer, hits a junction box, and the carriage for a ride slams into Columbo and kills him. It's all over because they caught him fair and square. I would have preferred a Tambola joke. That's just how it goes, buddy. Listen, one more thing. I'm going to shoot you right in the face. I mean, listen, the I was going to say he's coming at you like Cleopatra, but didn't make sense. So they never find out who this Columbo guy is because they're holding dude at the top of his head at the end. And it yeah, that's disrespectful. Feels like he's the guy, to a short but he's guy. not. It's just nope. him putting his hand on his head. Uh... Yep. Yeah, don't worry about it. Um, it was good, though. I, I actually really liked how all of it was in color. It was a very I, I like actually carnival based uh, mayhem. Yeah. And I think this is a very good use of the annual of having a full color mm-hmm. story to sort of jump us out here, you know, and ha- having a beast strong team dog is pretty solid. Um, but let's move on to Blueprint 2 for Rojas. All right. It's a tale of Rojas back in his old job as a sewer droid on a future motorway, a truck full of liquid dynamite crashes and spills everywhere. So Rojas is called in. So nitrogen, liquid nitrogen. Blowing shit up with liquid dynamite. Um, (laughs) He shows up. He tastes this dynamite sludge and freaks out. He's got to save everybody. He clears out some no good kids skateboarding in the pipes that he's working on. Did and they then, did they show their badges or are they just uh, you know not a part of the these crew? These are not members of the skateboard strike force, which I'm currently repping right now. Yeah, boy. Um, they get him out. Uh, Rojas comes up from a manhole and sees a giant uh, nightmare of crashed cars and stuff. Um, including a guy stuck in a car hanging over a big chasm on this futuristic motorway. And listen, Rojas may be sassy, 
But he's never going to leave you hanging. <sighs> Absolutely. Goes uh-huh. to save this guy when a new fangled disaster droid shows up on a med chopper. And he just really outclasses everybody. He puts out all the fires, neutralizes all of the... Um, uh, all right. Fuck, fuck all you, buddy. This isn't brinksmanship. Like you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, get out of here, jerk. Absolutely. Uh, Rojas goes to leave when suddenly a car comes careening towards them. He jumps at it and bites the roof off. And the folks inside go to run because they're a bunch of bank robbers. Oh, no. The Let the roof bite it off. Yeah. Uh, I, got, I got nothing here. The thief tries to run away, but one of those sewer skateboarders throw their skateboard underneath him and he gets knocked out. Come on, the buddy. Cop compliments the kids for quick thinking and tells Rojas to get back in the sewer, you ugly droid. I mean, to be perfectly frank, he's probably happier there. All is well that ends well, if you're a Hume. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Anyway, let's speed ahead. Blueprint three, when nature blows its top, it's about volcanoes. (laughs) This was originally look and learn. Here we go. We're moving on. Too many words. So many big pictures. I like this uh, thing with trains and stuff. That's fine. Anyway, Captain Condor. Oh, no. This is a legacy comic. Space illusions lead to space mutiny. Let's move on. Next one. Jimmy from Jupiter. Um, A carnival worker gets hoodwinked by an alien teen and unsuccessfully robs a bank. Let's keep moving. Good Christ. What is this? There's just... Oh, Blueprints. Phantom Patrol. Sorry, I'm I'm oh, having yeah. flashbacks, man. This is horrible. Definitely. Oh, it goes on for so long. Blueprint 6, the metal men. There are metal men in the past. They are jerks. Let's keep going. <laughs> Thank you so much. Um, next up, Day of the Droids. This is a text piece. Big no. A uh, revol- no. robot revolts oh, on wow. Mars. The day is saved by a dude who turns out to actually be a robot in disguise. Conrad, it's five pages. Captain Condor Part 2, shape-changing aliens threaten civilization. <laughs> That's it? Yeah, it's it's con- I mean it's not an alien planet, but I'm not getting into it. Uh blue- they also hover around in a in a tiny space egg. <laughs> um blueprint nine, Jimmy from Jupiter again. Uh local teens alien powers. Protect or save local rock band. So it's just it's just Archie, but with powers? Blueprint ten, the Midas touch, this very orange tech piece. Oh, uh, God, text piece. So too many words. A uh, be, a uh, boba. Where am I? Yeah, 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 yeah. A short, fat <clears throat> dude with physical prowess named Midas tries to rob Fort Knox, but inside Fort Knox is a guy with a secret of turning lead to gold. They do, but it's a dude in the middle of um the Fort Knox, and he can actually turn dudes to gold. So this guy turns into a gold statue. All right. Uh, mm-hmm, okay. Time quake. Oh, Blueprint eleven. I've folks. lost. I messed up my numbering here. Everybody, amateur. It does mistake. not matter. Time quake. Very yellow story here. An old west guy is gunned down. It's James Blocker. Oh no. 
He's in the past again somewhere. Yeah, flashback. Everyone's on assignment or on vacation in Time Control HQ, except for the boss, Vinda, and Blocker, when an Allosaurus... Wait, is it is it a Nazi cowboy or is it just a regular cowboy? It seems to be regular, but listen, I think if you compare their morals to modern day, most cowboys are not really looking that great, you know? Yeah, no, that's fair. No, listen. No, I don't. I don't care how well you role played. I've watched Deadwood. They're yeah, all bad. Definitely. So Allosaurus breaks through the force field. Oh wait, no, it's just Susie. God damn it, Susie! Like false, false <sighs> wait, alarm. She can, be, she can also be a T Rex. She can be a lot of things. Uh, so we, she could be old one eye. I hate this story. My God, Susie is uh, everything. Am I Susie? Are you Susie? Probably. Um, uh, that's fair. We see that everybody, everybody in in um, everybody in Time Control HQ sort of monitors a century, basically, for crazy shit to happen. And everyone gets points. Blocker makes a joke. Oh, no, 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 those aren't points. Those are the centuries they're supposed to be looking at. Okay, thank God. Um, but so you know, there's a funny thing where it's like, oh, I feel bad for whoever has to watch the 20th century, like four world wars, alien invasions. All right, guys. I like the 19th century. All I do is smoke cigars all day. But then there's an alarm. All right. The alarm goes off in 1806, and the crew races to time travel stations. They go back in time, but this is not 1806, maybe 1876, frankly. Wait, I just thought of something, and it could be because of my delirium. Mm. There was there was a Legionnaire a part of their group, right? Yeah, yeah, he was killed in issue one. And they can go through different timelines, right? Yeah, I think so. But he's not here anymore. No, they got, he got killed. But they could have just made him not killed. Or found a timeline where he wasn't dead. I think he was like once you once you're wearing that time, time strap. Dive. Once yeah, once yeah, you kind of have time travel, then you're, you're doing out. it for real, you know? <laughs> once you die with the time strap, you die for real. Oh no, it's happening, it's happening again. This is why I don't uh, strap things to me fair anyway uh some tourists are checking out the old west but one got arrested and now the others are shooting their um his way out of prison uh, Westworld. i i saw that movie definitely james decides to handle this the fast way and does do some future shenanigans that you're talking about he travels into the future finds the guy who's going to be arrested and says hey you can't travel back in time <laughs> screw you oh that see that's good time travel mechanics imo but he notices there's an extra guy with him a bald dude with a mustache and a crystal who's hypnotizing people Ugh, goddamn kabbalah yeah at it again definitely he uh blocker follows this guy and sees what he's gonna do and what he's gonna do is blow up a train with a futuristic blaster to steal the gold inside it's not just that it's that it has a flux capacitor inside of it you know, different train, but I, I take your uh, meaning. Blocker tries to go back to the future to stop this guy, too, but his strap is malfunctioning. Back to the future. Only mm -hmm. takes him five minutes forward because you forgot to charge it, you idiot. You got to wait an hour, man. You got to charge your J.O. crystal. Definitely. He runs back to the time station to get it going. But um, the uh, hypnosis dude is waiting for him. Buffaloes <sighs> like pistol whips him and knocks him out. And I mean, you know, hypnosis, you have to pay attention to it. Like, you got to actually, like, focus on a thing. Can't just, like, hypnose a dude. 
Yeah, well, I guess you it's can. Kabbalah. It's magic crystals. I don't know how it works. Dude, um, I fucking have, I don't know. I'm fucking magnets. Work. Yeah, blockers. Co- blocker comes to in the middle of a bar fight. Some country prospector guy calls him out. They have a showdown in the middle of the town, and blockers killed. Oh God. Oh yeah, that's that's the start of the episode. Yeah. Thanks for uh, bringing us back to this fucking Quentin Tarantino. Definitely, the hypnotist Mike Sharp thinks he's in the clear, but that he's caught by time agents. Because the guy oh, who killed Blocker time, yeah. was once again Susie Cho in disguise. Why is there a, a Judge Dredd in the background? Because he's on the run from Mega City One, so they brought the local law, Judge, Judge Preston, to prosecute him. This is, wait, like, all right, uh, you know, whatever. Yeah, So come on. that means that time... Quake exists. Well, I guess it's alternate. Whatever. I don't. I can't. I don't. Think about I don't this count now. annuals as continuity, buddy. That's ridiculous. That's you that's can't. a bad way to live. You um, cannot. Anyway, they're arrested. Um, the guy who killed Blocker was Susie Cho in disguise. Of course, the day is saved. We're back to hanging out. Another monster appears in HQ, but this time it's not Susie. So Blocker just shoots it right in the goddamn face. I f- how do you ever know it's not Susie? That's the problem. You gotta ask. You know. I, you're going to ask a fucking giant rat lizard monster? Yeah, Could I guess be a so. luck dragon, baby. Yeah. All right, next up, uh, Star-Lord's dark no. skygazer sh- uh, showcase breakdown of the planets of the solar system. I do not care about planets other than my own and maybe uh, Mars. Mars is pretty rad. Mm. Next one, uh, peril at the center of the Earth. This one comes from uh, Tiger. Ants versus blobby tripods at the center of the Earth. The ants win eventually with help from humans. Ants always win. Look at these blobby tripods. Holy oh, shit, man. this goes on forever. This is like 100 pages of ants. Real long ant versus tripod action. Okay, next, uh, Jimmy from Jupiter, alien hijinks on the soccer field. It is 16 pages, my dude. Yeah. Next, Captain Condor, part three, which is uh, sci-fi twin chaos, then genocide of evil aliens. Good times. Hey, you know, good to see that he read the Dan Dare Bible. Oh, yeah. You got to kill these evil aliens, all right? Hey, um, you know. Next, another Jimmy from Jupiter. Oh, alien Jesus teen Christ. hijinks allows allows chums to keep an illegal treehouse. And it looks like a horse with wings. Yeah, no, there's a lot of uh, tricking people uh, by oh, using whatever. superpowers. I'm not getting into it, Fox. No, I'm not. I don't. Next, uh, Brain Drain and Star-Lord's Sci-Fi Smiles. Picture in a story about a big space mosquito sucking out some dude's thinking meat. Oh, okay. And then some single uh, panel uh, sci-fi funny things. from Fleetway. Yeah, pretty much. Um, those beastly Earthmen playing football again, etc. Wilma, stop this bird from pecking my... I can't. Next, Prisoner from Zendor. I guess Tharg from 2000 AD shows up. He's got a future <laughs> shock for us. Uh, Pete Omega is a criminal and escape artist, but the cops aren't taking any chances. They've encased him in a big block of plastic, which I think is cool just because this is from 79. So it's a year before Han Solo was encased in carbonite, just FYI. Hey, man. 
plasteel or plastic, whatever. Yeah. It's it makes sense. Definitely, they're taking him to prison. Once he's out of there, they explain what the deal is. He's locked in with a ton of security. Um, but it's still very expensive. So um, if they want to to cut costs, he can get inside the time chair and be aged to the end of his sentence and just walk oh, out that way. That's very that's very Judge Dredd. Yeah, but listen, because he's got a two hundred year sentence, getting in that chair would just kill him. So he's got to escape. Oh, so, this sludge hose is real good. Yeah, he just kind of reads things and figures things out and blah blah blah. What's the plan? He eats a lot of the swill that they feed him at this prison, but then begs to be put in the time chair. But on the way there, he attacks the governor, steals his keys, and runs to the time chair room. He reprograms to be a space chair, warping him 20 years into the future, where this place has been taken over by aliens, I guess? Well, why would you give them a book that teaches them how to turn your aging chair into a time chair? I don't know. He seals a spaceship <sighs> to escape, but it seems he's grown addicted to the weird smell that this prison planet has. He's got to <sighs> come back what? and live here forever. I mean, or just bathe in the sludge or something. I don't know. Yeah, me either. Uh, next up. Although got, I do, oh. I, that's a nice touch, though, that he's addicted to the scent. It's that's that's a, a weird thing. one. He kind of complains about the planet being smelly as he as we go. I, I'm... I, <sighs> That's so strange. It it would be a two-page future shock. I'm addicted to the smell. Absolutely. Bam, bam, bam. I'm not. Whatever. No, I know. That doesn't deserve it. Next up, we got a star word, which is a crossword puzzle. We got a star brains forward, which is a quiz of just oh a my mix God. of three fucking questions. 34 questions, which oh, include both Star Lord and general science uh, uh, science. Hold on. Number 34 is which film also with star in the title did Mark Hamill appear in? You have got to be fucking kidding me. I mean, I don't know the answer. It could be anything. Well, it's, I mean, obviously it's Black Hole. More like Star Boars. More like oh. Star Snores. Man, these, uh, you, you just got these really deep cuts coming in, one after another. Hot takes. Final blueprint. Invaders from Jupiter. Yes. I got to say, Fox, here's what I don't like. All right? What do you know? This. But also the fact that <laughs> this whole comic, we've had a billion it's, stories it's like of... two stories from Star-Lord. Well, we've had – yeah, listen. There's not a lot of Star-Lord in here. And we've had a bunch of stories of Jimmy from Jupiter, this team that's doing hijinks. But we also have the story Invaders from Jupiter, which has nothing to do with Jimmy. So here's here's my deal, Conrad, before mm. we go into anything like this because I'm going to go on this. This this is exactly why I hated reading these when we were reading them together. Yeah. This is, this is literally robbery. I mean, it is ten like, times. You know, there's like like a lot of pages. You know, but yeah, there's, no, nothing, these are, this there's is nothing wrong with getting like a hardback, and that's pretty rad. But you see the Star Lord on it, or the 2000 AD, in some in in our case when we're doing the normal thing, and you're like, I'm gonna read all of these things that are completely pertinent. This didn't. This didn't even have like a bunch of fun games that like the 2000 AD ones had. Mm. It just had like a bunch of writing, barely any like space facts. There was a, a handful, maybe one or two, yeah. and then one crossword puzzle, and the rest was just shit that like 
you don't want to read. All this stuff is hard. I mean, I'll tell you, like, we're doing fast stuff. I I did full recaps for almost all of this. Um, oh, God, I'm so sorry. Almost all of this thing, I sort of tap. Yeah, I, 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 <sighs> I, I, I didn't do a full one for Invaders for Jupiter, but I did for everything else. I could tell you that if I if I wanted to, but there's, it's just not really great. I'll give you one last one for Invaders from Jupiter, which is just a bunch of aliens invade and a combination of gumption know-how and the fact that these Jupitorians are actually very light and easy to punch in the face lets humanity overcome them. Oh, okay. And uh, nobody's ever really gone, etc. The real Invaders from Jupiter were the friends we made along the way. I love it. Man, I don't want to do top and bottom because my top is anything that wasn't a majority of this and my bottom is everything else. You I, already know that. We can all agree that uh, Strontium Dog is our top. Everything else is our bottom, especially legacy comics. Hate those. So here's my deal and what, what I'll spiel about for a moment. When I say that this is like robbery, like parents don't know better. And uh, oh, I think our feed just got out. What? Oh, no, I clicked on the wrong thing. Oh, Jesus. There we go. That should fix it. Thank you. All right. Good. I was just I, – I keep it up just in case for that reason. Appreciate it. Um, hey, Hugh, so by parents, the way. Also, hello. Right. <laughs> parents, don't, parents don't know. And, and like even if you were like, I don't know, a super Star-Lord fan, getting this is literally none of the things that you want and a bunch of stuff that it's like, I, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm at Christmas or bored and alone and I can just kind of read through things. Mm-hmm. At least in in the 2080 annuals and um, sci-fi specials, sci-fi would have a bunch of like interesting facts you could read or even the better ones. They had like um, sci-fi author, like short stories from like notable sci-fi authors. Uh, A little bit. Yeah, for sure. This this literally just robbed from the vault, vault and just kept shoving it down your throat with none of the things that you knew before this. So obviously it was made... I don't know. It just, I'm not saying that I loved all of the sci-fi specials or annuals from 2000 AD, but they felt better than what we just I mean, the the Star-Lord special we talked about a couple hours ago did mostly have new stories and stuff, and that was better. Um, This annual, I think like a lot of the early annuals, just have all of these... All this legacy stuff, and maybe there's one or two, like even just new stories, not even good stories, but new stories in them. This one has very few, and it just really, I mean, by, by this point, when they were putting this out, Star Lord was already dead, right? It's 79, and Star Lord uh, doesn't make it to the end of 78. So this is very much just cashing in so on. Why not an, just cheat people out of their cash? Yeah, I mean, it's very much just, just a name brand of you used to read it, so we don't want to spend too much money on new stories and stuff like that. <sighs> you know, it, that was. I'm really sorry for this sour episode, everybody. No, you know? no. Hey, listen. Uh, it could be fatigue setting in. It's just more of that, like, I am fine with reading Phantom Patrol. Uh, even two Phantom Patrols, nothing. I'd rather, uh, again, I'm putting on my kid hat. If they had, like, in place of every, I, I mean, they had six different fucking kid whatever and one of them was 16 pages and stuff like this it's it just put it, it, like the 2080 annuals even early on had had games and stuff at least kids could play not just like garbage <laughs> i mean it's very up and down for sure all right so listen don't get this annual it's bad i might get it just uh, yeah. for a shelf thing someday but probably not for a long time 
this was this was the most bottom thing I've ever. Uh, I didn't even read it, and I'm so sorry, Conrad. Oh, it's fine. Anyway, it means we can get out of here real early. You have a big break, Fox. That's oh, exciting. I can, I can grab a cup of Joe. Yeah. So I hope everybody enjoyed the show. I didn't. This annual's terrible. Um, if you but if you like what you're hearing, I promise we aren't mm-hmm. usually this sour again. Check out our weekly 2000 ID podcast, Space Spinner 2000. If you're here at Podcast Provider, you can contact us at spacespinner2000 at gmail.com, the 2000 ID forums, or on our Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter pages. If you'd like to really support us and we'd appreciate it, feel free to check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash Cradaline, our podcast network. And please check out the links to collected editions of the comics we're talking about today in the About section of our Twitch page. Just don't get this annual. Thank yep. you. Come back next time, next hour, as Mind Wars goes to the birds, the Robusters go to the moon, Strontium Dog keeps smiling, a Chuck Walla, and Holocaust is in the army now. All of that sounds so much like a reprieve. Oh, it sounds great. Yeah. And until then, I'm Conrad, they're Fox, and we are the Space Spinner Star Lordathon. Keep watching Uh, the skies. uh,